1: everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me finally back again <laughs> is my co-host the up uh, the other host of this show zach I missed you, buddy
0: Batista. Zach, how you doing, my friend? I it's good to have you, you back on the show. Oh my god, I'm. I, I love all of our other members of our count network, but I I missed my old my my old reliable host, my buddy. We had we have we have that that like uh, the frequent
1: worker chemistry, right? Yeah. Like we like we, we we know how this show we can, we know how this show runs, and we can make it. A, like we got this. It's yeah. just it's our show, and we're here. We're back uh, here to talk about the last leg of our. Collective special, and we are here to talk about some shows that we were interested in during Collective Weekend, mm-hmm. which which are World on Lucha, Big Gay Brunch, and of course Spring Break. Uh, we will be going, I think, in literally reverse order of, as to what I just said. I think so. But, yeah. Uh, we are very excited to be talking about those because those were, I, uh, those were, in my opinion three of the best shows this weekend. I think they were all very good. Agreed. I think they were all very strong. Uh spring break kind of had a leg up on the competition of being good because it had more nights to be good. This is but, also very true. But we'll get into that uh because we're going to talk some spring break lucha brunch, the newest <laughs> like you said, spring the newest MTV break lucha brunch. <laughs> the newest like MTV teen beach movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh so we are going to be talking first about uh spring break parts one and two. So Zach, how did you feel all around about spring break? Did you have any highlights, any low lights? What were some uh some good good parts of spring break and what were some less good parts of spring break? Let's start uh, let's start let's start with part one first.
0: Part one. Okay, so let's see. Part one Let's
1: yeah, let, how about let's go over part one here for yeah, the fit. Okay. We got we got uh, J- uh, we got the Briscoes taking on Hate Club and Second Gear Crew in a three way tag team match for the GCW Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. We got Blake Christian taking on A R Fox. We got Mickey James taking on Alley Catch. Nick Wayne versus Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd, Gringo Loco, Alex Price, Jack Cartwheel, Ninja Mac in a scramble match. Uh, Joey Janela versus X Pac. John Moxley versus A J Gray for the GCW World Title and. John Wayne Murdoch versus Alice Cologne for the GCW Ultraviolet Championship.
0: Uh, <laughs> this is a big boy card, is what it was. Yeah, this
1: this was a heavy hitter card uh, to start off night one. Uh, what were our thoughts? What were the what were your thoughts on this one?
0: Let's see. For the first match, I remember being like, "This is a." Solid, like you know, a hardcore tornado tag. You know, you, you 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 got what you were expecting, pretty much. Yeah, but it it was also kind of
1: weird because Treymont wasn't there, so it was like tag team versus tag team versus Nick Gage, one guy, right? <laughs> yeah, versus one guy who kind of had a partner later. Yeah. when Slate when
0: Slate came out to give him a pizza cutter, <laughs> I came to really like Slate after Bloodsport, so I was I actually popped for this. Where before I've been like, who the fuck is this random guy? Just walked out. Oh, he has a pizza cutter now. Oh, he's two. Yeah, Slade, didn't Slade beat the shit out of Bam Sullivan at oh. uh, Planet Death also? Uh, I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> yeah, he beat the shit out of him in, like, a glass, a taped glass hand match, I believe it was. It was a Taipei death match. I, I,
1: I, I learned that because I did the the, the Planet Death episode the two big death match fans. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout, mm-hmm. shouts out to Sean and Lauren. God, that must have been... For te- teaching me about a lot of fun death match facts.
0: Yeah, I... Um, I- Sorry god. No, say I didn't know that either. That's that's a fun fact.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's called the Taipei Death Match and it's I don't uh, apparently tape apparently uh gluing glass to your hands and punching each other in the face is big in Taipei for some reason. But uh <laughs> this this match uh this this first match on Spring Break uh with this this triple this triple threat tag match. Uh it was fine. Fine. Uh mm. I it wasn't like it wasn't like stunning or like blown, blown me away, but it was like good and the Briscoes winning was Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted SGC to win, mm. but I guess it made sense considering uh part two. and yeah. the, cluster- the 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 greatest clusterfuck. Yeah. Uh. uh I... I don't know. I feel like I feel like we uh, all all almost like all of the GCW titles except for maybe one aren't on GCW talent, which is weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Actually,
1: now that you point that out. It is like, I don't know. I I, re- I really would have liked to see SGC go over here and win the tag titles, uh. But that's just me. I think the Briscoes are also a fine choice to be tag champs, boys. Uh, especially especially considering how their match with FTR went at Supercard of Honor. I still gotta watch uh, that. I did watch it, and man, you need to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very very good. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, the Briscoes are now the GCW, uh, tag team champions, and I can't wait to see what matches we get out of them in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I know they're already taking on, uh, Bussy in, uh, California for those Ooh, titles. that'll be a good match. Yeah, that's coming up soon, uh, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, this. Uh, what uh, you, yeah, what? Uh, what were your thoughts on the on this tag match? I guess this match, the match for me it was solid. Like the funniest bit that I loved was the pizza cutter spot, just because when like, I was like, just because when Gage got his pizza, cutter, I'm like, nice, and then Slade just pulls out one of his own, and I'm like, hey, double pizza cutter. It was just a fun spot. Uh, there were some other fun. St- oh, there was the horrible Nick Gage spot with Mance's tongue. Oh God! Yeah. Staple his tongue to a door. driver justice through said door. That spot always looks like I'm like you never. I'm like you always end up being the one to go through the door more than the guy that you're putting through the door.
1: Yeah, and also Mance Warner and his getting his
0: tongue stapled to things. I Mance is Mance. He he knows what (laughs) he's getting himself into in matches at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, but that one was fine. Let's let's get into the rest of this card because we got a lot of wrestling stuff to yeah. over, so let's All not right. let's not get hung up on one match. Uh we got Blake Christian taking on AR Fox, which was a very good match in my eyes. Uh they did a ton of uh flippy shit, which is exactly what I expected out of these two. It was uh buttery smooth it, as well. Yeah, this match was basically exactly like when you when you hear AR Fox <laughs> and Blake Christian,
0: picture a match between them and
1: it's exactly that
0: like you like it's exactly what you expect out of these two yep pretty much like i i have a little bit here where i like had like highlights for each match for being like hey that's something we could talk about and the first thing i put after this match for highlights is too many to count
1: yeah too it's, many. it's a uh, it was a uh buttery smooth spot fest where these two were uh jumping on each other from incredible heights yeah because that's, that's what they th- that is what they do
0: it's kind of like an old school versus new school flippy shit guy who's really smooth in my opinion like air fox God. is like an og who's trained so many people and then you've got blake christian who's like the new hot flippy shit dude that's so wild to me that air fox is considered an old school guy yeah it's like it was, i only said it because a commentary was like you know air fox hasn't been wrestling a lot lately he's trained a lot of people and he's like older than christian i'm like fuck me it, he's a, he's considered an old school guy. I just
1: looked it up. He's only thirty four, which is wild. Like I he's, he's still, more so like s- I guess veteran maybe would be a better word for him then. Yeah, I guess he's been wrestling a lot. I, he has wrestled a lot. Yeah, not recently, obviously, but. Yeah obviously, when he does obviously when he does,
0: it's good because this match was good, yeah, I like this valet too. I forgot what her name was off the top of my head, though, but she was in many of the uh, matches here she, she
1: she was a little much for me, but like, hey, that's that's a personal opinion. I think she I think she was going a little too hard hyping him up and could have just been like and could have you know let people focus on the match, But mm-hmm. it, it, it I get it, you, you know,' gotta stand out as a manager
0: every once in a while.
1: Yeah, so it's like fine. Mm. Um, yeah, this yeah. match was really this match was good. I think I think definitely a highlight of this card. Uh, it was a, it was it was great. I think it was in a good spot too in the beginning. I think it got people hyped up for the rest of the card as well. Very true. Uh, uh and then it was followed by Mickey James and Alley
0: Catch, and this match was weirdly sexual. Yeah, I. You have to watch the promo video if you find this match on the collective like free for some reason. You have to watch the promo of this, otherwise, this match is just weirdly sexual for no reason whatsoever. It's literally it was was very very it it got it was it was there was good though I think it was was good good. yeah. It's just that there were like several points in this in this show this match and the entire gay brunch where I was like it was like they took Faye Jackson's the sexual energy of the sweatpants battle royal and they just put it in gay brunch. And this match for some reason,
1: yeah, this match was a lot. Uh, but I think I think there was a story being told, and it was like it felt like Allie Catch was going through like you know like when uh like it kind of felt to me that Allie Catch was to Mickey James as Mickey James was to Trish Stratus Mm, in her WWE run. I think that's kind of the story they were going for here, and I think it worked. Same. Uh, also, uh, Alleycatch put out a great tweet after this match, which is which it was it was something along the lines of like, uh, "Yes, we hear you. A big flaw in Bussy's strategy is both of us always wanting a kiss, and no, we will not be changing that strategy." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's there. It's just it's there. <laughs> oh man, so uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs>
1: I did. I thought that was a really that was, was a solid tweet mm-hmm. in it, and I was like, "Yeah,
0: yep, yeah." There was,
1: see, uh, but all all around this match was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I, there was there were some good spots. Uh, it was pretty clean. All mm-hmm. it was pretty clean all throughout. Uh, yeah, and oh. I think I think it. I hated I hated that ca- catch lost again, but also. Uh, the way it ended, it, made, it only made sense. Yeah, for Mikey, James Mikey to win. just
0: wants GCW Originals to win stop losing on pay per views. They need man. to, man. They need, Every they time. They need to start getting some dubs. Geez. Losing. And it's just like, God. Why can't you win on the big? It's literally. Like, just put over the big your one. own
1: talent. Jesus. Like, they need to get some dubs.
0: <sighs> mm hmm. God, the fucking. <laughs> so many of these spots. I was just like, oh, and Allie is just grinding her, her crotch into Nick Mickey's face. Yep. Story wise, this makes sense, but out of context, just like a question mark yeah. over my head. Yeah, uh, it
1: was. Yeah, it was. I think. I think all in all, it was a good match, though. Like yeah. I said, oh, it, was, yeah, it, was a... it was. It was. It was. It had those. It had those like sexual spots, but again, that was like a storyline, and yeah. also, uh, and also, it was just a well wrestled match. So yeah, uh, that was pretty good, and I think the follow up after this was also a very good placement for the card yeah. to kind of like reset everyone's brains and be like oh right this is spring break because it's a it's the scramble match yeah
0: it's it's literally exactly what you expect from a scramble match it's just a spot fest like back to back yeah. to back. like and everyone here involved is great of course there's like mm. a lot of like fun stuff you got jack cartwheel being jack cartwheel just like <gasps> jack cartwheel what a weekend huh yeah i know the man I, i'll be real he had out of there was like the Weekend Warrior, which is my, which is for me Mike my Bailey, daily. but, but Cartwheel nine played. matches, nine matches. The other two Weekend Warriors I got to give a shout out to though that were great in all their matches were Busick and Cartwheel.
1: Cart, yeah, Cartwheel killed it. Like every match, really Cartwheel-
0: every match I saw Cartwheel, every match I saw in was good to great. Like yeah. <laughs> he did very good at executing all his spots. This ma- of course, this match. He had the, the spot where he was like holding himself horizontally out of the ring just to flip around and like sweep out Lloyd's legs. So I was like, that's that was fucking great.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: fucking you've had Gringo talk- Loco being a lucha. <sighs> yeah, that's awesome. Fucking Fosbury flopping all that shit. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Uh, everyone was just really good. I was so happy to see Alec Price in here, even though he didn't win. Yeah. I was so happy to see him on this card.
1: Yeah, Alec Price again, uh, coming up big, uh, doing a lot of Beyond stuff, and uh, coming up big recently, and getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of traction, and really showing off uh, the fact that Alec Price is the prize. Oh yeah, prize fighter from the prize the, city. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fucking great talent, and I'm glad we got to I'm glad he got to show off uh, what he could do uh, during this big wrestling weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and of course, the winner being Nick Wayne was also uh, really sick. Yes. A young up and coming wrestler getting the win over a lot of these veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like, there's veterans in this match. Me- like there's great like Gringo Loco, Ninja Mac, uh, like two big veterans, and then also some big GCW stars such as Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, and also an up and comer in Alec Price. I think this match put Nick Wayne over big. Mm -hmm. and I think that was kind of just a big part of this weekend was putting Nick Wayne over big because in part two, we'll get to why he also got put over, I guess.
0: Yeah, Nick Wayne, this is actually my first of his matches, and I was impressed. I definitely can see what uh, Darby and uh, AEW see in him to already offer him a fucking contract at his age.
1: Yeah, I I forgot he has an
0: AEW contract
1: already. I forgot about that. He
0: hasn't been on any shows or any dark matches yet, but they already offered him a contract, like, they 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 saw this. They they see potential, and I also see potential in him.
1: Yeah, very good. Yeah, so does like he's he's over with the fans, and he's mega over backstage as well. Like all the wrestlers love him too. So yeah, uh, which is great. Yeah, and very, after nice one. after this after the scramble match, we get Janela versus X Pac. This match oh. was made much. This match was made much more impressive to me. Uh,
0: afterwards, when I learned that X-Pac wrestled the entire match with a torn bicep? Yeah, see, when I first watched this match, I, I pretty much had, like, a meh feeling. like this match was a very Joey Janela match. Very long, a lot of spots, very sports entertainment. And when it, that came out, I was like, okay, you know what, I'll give X-Pac props. because makes dad, sense. <laughs> my dad and I were literally going, like, he looks gassed already after, like, there was, like, a suicide dive spot where, like, he hit his, or I think... He or Janela hit his arm on something, and he was like, he was holding his arm, and I was like, ooh. I think he it. tore it. I I think he tore it before the match. He did. I think he's I, yeah. That's ridiculous. Which is what I was. Which is why I will give him more props now because I was like, he did pretty good. He looked gassed towards the end, but then I was like, okay, torn by us up the whole match. Okay, that uh, and not previous- even notice. I only noticed it because my dad pointed out how tired he looked, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he does look more." It was like towards the end, and a little bit like towards like the middle-ish, kind of started to show. But like torn bicep, that ain't to be fucked with. That no, I would not have done this match with a torn bicep. But I'm a little baby, so you know.
1: Yeah, X Pac was like, "No, no, 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 I'm doing spring break. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting this match. Yeah. It's like, oh, and as huge I said, props X Pac. And I thought this match was solid. This match, like, is... sure, it was
0: a little slow, but like. This yeah, Janela was getting over at his own show. This is a peak Joey Janela Spring Break match for me. Yeah, solid match. A couple of really entertaining spots. Kent is a little bit longer than it really needed to be. I agree. Like there are points where I was like, okay, come on, come on. That that could just be, that could just describe GCW. <laughs> true, true. It's just for some reason I've always known. Like for, I think Janela's last couple matches were like this. There was Cardona at. Uh, at Hammerstein where I remember thinking yeah. to myself okay this has gone on a bit, on a bit long oh well yeah because they tried to they tried to do a lot of old ECW spots with yes, that match yes they so did that's why. but like it's just like there's that Dickinson I remember as great I remember when I did Dickinson I love the match but I remember thinking another thing being this match is a bit long for me yeah it's just like some a thing that, I've yeah. noticed yeah so, maybe some, th- this is some me. stuff for
1: a <laughs> Maybe they had to. Maybe they had to fill. Maybe some some other matches went a little longer than they thought, or a little shorter than they thought, and had to fill some time. Maybe. But also, it was kind of. I think it was kind of slow and took a little long because, again, X Pac was working with a torn bicep.
0: Yeah. Uh. That being said, (laughs) so I'm gonna cut this one a little bit of slack. Yeah, I will too. That being said, a lot of really good spots here. Uh, let's see. uh, He hit. There was X Pac, fucking braining Joey Janela with a straight up chair shot. Yeah, just right on the dome. I was just like, why would you do that? Unprotected,
1: directly on his dome, and it, like, bent over his head. I was like, oh my god, X-Pac. It was kind of cool, though, right? Because it was like a a nice nice little story moment where, like, you could tell that X-Pac didn't want to do it, but he was like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to do this if I want to take this kid out, huh? And he did it once, and then he went to go do it again, and he's like, I can't do it twice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I like, and then, of course, Janela's a dickhead, and he's like, I can't do it twice, so Janella's like, okay, your balls, my foot, meet each other now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course, Janela taking advantage of the mercy and just giving him a nut shot.
0: I was surprised that Joey won this, but I guess it'll set up for something later, because I was like, oh, damn. I'm,
1: I'm not surprised Joey won this. I kind of had a feeling that's where this was going, especially since, uh, Janela is... Uh, no longer with a, I guess, I guess he still is as of this night, but the next night, uh, you know, the fact yeah. that he's, uh, he's, he's trying to be more of a mainstay in GCW now instead oh, of, that and more this. of an, and more of an indie mainstay. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense okay. that he won.
0: Okay. The scramble match spot that he does later that we'll talk about makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah, yeah. a lot more sense now. Okay. Fair enough. You know, this is a pretty good match for me. Solid. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, this
1: one, this was a solid matchup, uh. And, uh, I really, I I enjoyed it. Uh, -hmm. and I think I enjoyed this next match much more though, which was John Moxley, John Moxley taking on AJ Gray for the GCW world championship, John Moxley coming
0: in as champion and also leaving as champion. Yeah. John, I mean, I can't blame Brett for keeping the title on Moxley. Like, yeah, that's a draw, right? Like that's an insta draw. It's an insta draw. He is willing to do their style, he consistently shows up on the big pay-per-views when he needs to, and he's not shit. <laughs> yeah. What, cause Mo- cause John Moxley
1: just loves beating the crap out of people, and it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter who, if you're like, hey, John, you wanna show up at my show and beat the crap out of somebody? He'll be like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, say of less. Course. Yeah, say less. Like... Uh so GCW is per- GCW I think Mox is a great GCW champion because he is everything that GCW is trying to push, right? Mm. Like ultra violence, hardcore wrestling, uh all like everything Jon Moxley is good at, right? Yeah. So I think I think Jon Moxley being at the top of GCW makes perfect sense. But also AJ Gray would have also been a great world champion if he yeah. didn't this match.
0: Yeah, and uh again, the GCW original loses to <laughs> Yes. Paradise shift but... into Blight two.
1: Yeah, this one made a little more sense though, again, because of what happens tomorrow I guess than uh on Spring Break Part two.
0: True, true.
1: Because AJ Gray is part of second gear crew. Um Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? yeah so it makes a little more sense that he lost because again because of what we'll talk about later um but it uh to me I do th- I, I would uh, and I think John moxley putting him over at the end also helped it yeah where he John moxley was celebrating and before gray left he like patted him on the shoulder and he was like one day this will be yours but today it's my day and yeah. he, like, I think that was a nice little sentiment, Moxley being like, one day it will be, but today, mm-mm, today I got you.
0: Yeah, these two, oh, this, they had a good death match, these two.
1: I agree, yeah, these two uh, killed each other.
0: Oh yeah, they're Moxley using the barbed wire to whip, strike, and neckbreaker gray, I was like, that's great. Ugh,
1: that was brutal.
0: The whips got me, I was like, oh yeah, same. no, I was like, fuck that, no! Yeah, the, the whips like made me very upset. I, oh my god, I had, I think, which show was it? There was a show where someone got fucking, oh, it was uh, it was for the culture. I, I, I saw, it was almost as bad as the spot there, where they took the bar, the 2x4 covered with barbed wire and sawed it across someone's back, and you saw it, like, catching oh, on the clothing. Oh, no. It was awful. Ryan and I were like, I, it was, I loved it, but it, him and I were both, like, at the same time, like, this is that's terrible fuck that
1: oh my god i and i was talking i was actually just talking to sean and lauren about how the slow in death matches the slow spots are what gets me yeah instead of like the big like oh i'm gonna slam you through a giant like thing (laughs) of light tubes or a big like thing of glass it's like those spots are cool and they don't make me wince as much as like the slower methodical like all right i'm gonna work really slowly and i'm gonna staple dollar bills to your head one at a time, or <laughs> I'm going to take, like, a, a hypodermic needle and stick it in between your fingers, or, oh. like, you know, like, those spots are what gets me the most. The slow, methodical, like, or, like, I'm going to take this barbed wire and slowly drag it across your head, right? Like,
0: yeah, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, this was a great match. You should beat the fuck out of each other, and I, I, I like this match a lot. Sure did. Uh
1: speaking of beating
0: the fuck out of each other, uh, yeah. John Wayne Murdoch and Alex Cologne sure did
1: for the JCW Ultraviolet Championship.
0: Yeah, I came into this and I was like, okay, I remember the I mean I'm like, Alex Cologne is Alex Cologne. I don't need to say any more about that. He's a fucking legend. And then I was like, John Wayne Murdoch's the guy that Lauren was talking up a lot of on the one happy hour when we were talking about deathmatch wrestlers. So I I had high mm-hmm. hopes, and he certainly delivered him in Lauren's uh Lauren building him up. That's I agree. Dancer.
1: John Wayne Murdoch is a badass and so is Cologne and these two took each other to hell.
0: Yeah, they beat the fuck... Oh, God, there were some nasty spots in this match, though. Like, the fucking steak knife spot where he carved up a oh, little head. I was yeah. like,
1: fuck that. No, shut... I, I don't... don't- <laughs> can we just... I don't like the fact that in Death matches they are
0: just... Like, they are just using knives now. Yeah. Like, it's, like, uh. it's like, oh, my God. They, just, like, they-, they went from, like, a board of knives where it's like, okay, fine. It still sucks, but when he lands on it... But now there's like, I'm just gonna carve you. It's like, No!
1: Yeah, no. just getting it, just getting into like slowly carving each other up with knives. Just it's like, oh my god, it went from death
0: match. It went from being a death match to a serial killer match. I, I was gonna call it a saw match at this point. Saw it. match is also very good. And there was there was that one death match where someone actually used the saw. So I mean, uh. yeah, yeah I was uh. surprised. There were a but I mean, of course, if you go into this match, the cologne, cologne's got his awesome <laughs> fucking awesome light light tube assisted spots. I never get tired of these, ever. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, these were really good. I fucking, when these motherfuckers pulled out a box of gusset plates and poured them on the fucking mat and just started resting on it like they were nothing, I'm like, you two are fucking out of your minds.
1: Yeah, dude, I don't, like, I don't understand, I'll never understand how, how people do deathmatch.
0: I don't know, dude, if Nick, if motherfucking Nick Gage is saying on commentary, like, a couple, like, years ago that gusset plates fucking suck dick. Oh my god, the gusset plate spots! I forgot about the gusset plates. Oh yeah, that's what I said. They poured the box out on the fucking floor, and they're just wrestling on top. And I'm like, no,
1: fuck that! Oh you couldn't pay god. me enough to do that. No, oh. dude. I I looked up. I I was like, what the fuck is a gusset plate? I oh, looked yeah. it up, and they are scary looking.
0: Yep. I did the same. I'm exact like, thing. that's just going in. That's just going into your skin. Yep, I did the exact same thing when they first got when I first saw it. One of the collectors I was like, "What the fuck is a gusset plate?" And I was like, "No, uh, fuck that, hell no." Yeah, man. I mean, you guys can do it, and I'll probably cheer you, but no, that's it. Sucks. It looks like it sucks, mm-hmm.
1: and according to everyone who's taken a gusset plate, it uh, It apparently
0: sucks a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the finish this match, though.
1: Yeah, let's. This- uh, I don't either. quite remember it that much because we watched a lot of wrestling
0: this week. I wrote was down kind of in, in the first leg of it, but <laughs> you and I have the same. I wrote down every spot, every finisher, just in case if I forget guys. because I definitely would. And there are a bunch of matches that I did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was after a Cologne ran into a, a ring post and he hurt his arm that he could so bad he couldn't continue the match. And then oh, right. Murdoch beat him with a gusset plate two by four fucking gusset plates. <laughs> To his arm that was injured. And then he put his arm in a cross-arm breaker and he was forced to tap out. And I'll be real. At first, I was like, that finish was kind of weird. What the fuck was that? Like, why? What what, what was that? Did he actually get hurt? And from what my brother told me, this this finish was actually a callback to a previous match these two had. Where Murdoch... hurt his arm in the match, and he couldn't continue fighting, and Cologne called him a pussy, and like Murdoch did when he won, told him, you should just fucking quit then if you can't finish the match. Oh, it was a work! Got it, yeah, and I was just like, okay, with that in mind, that's a fucking great finish. But if, but I had wished the commentary at least, or someone had made the effort to tell me this, if that is what the case is. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's actually pretty poetic of a thing, of being like, the ah, how the ta-
1: turntables... Motherfucker, I I guess it makes sense because it's like Planet Death, Planet Death, kind of. Or it, I guess this wasn't Planet Death. This was Spring Break. So yeah, I guess I would have appreciated an explanation. But if this match was on, I was gonna say if this match was on Planet Death, it would make more sense because Planet Death is where the hardcore Deathmatch fans go, right? So they mm-hmm. would probably know that this is a work and probably would remember that callback. Yes. But since it's Spring Break and it's a much more casual crowd, I I would have appreciated wasn't Planet Death on right after this too. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty
0: sure it was. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Planet Death came on like,
1: uh, maybe like an hour after this
0: show. That was probably their, I mean, I told my dad the reason why I think that this match was on last and not the championship was because they were basically trying to tell people like, hey, you like this death match stuff? Stay up another t- hour or two and we have a whole card of it. Yeah, I think, I, I agree. I, I think
1: I also kind of noticed that with the booking that they were uh, kind of hyping up I feel like it happened a lot this weekend where the last match of one show would kind of tie into the next show a little bit. Uh, yeah. especially this one, like an ultra violent championship match right into, uh, into, uh, planet death was,
0: it made so much sense, right? Yes. Makes a lot of sense. It gave everybody a little taste. Yes. You want a taste? Sorry. I can't. I, every time I think of that, I just think of fucking, is it magic Mike now? Or is it, um, fucking I don't up. know. It's. I fucking hell, why did they change their names? I was, I just got Matt Lee and Jeffrey Parker, and now I can't fucking figure out which is which now. It's, it's, it's Lee. I know it's Lee, because I can hear his, I can see his his face saying, you want a taste? Oh, and Daddy I, Magic? Yeah, Daddy Magic. That I fucking love Daddy Magic. Anywho, sorry, <laughs> side tangent. I thought, I thought Spring Break Night 1 was great, though. I agree. A lot of matches I agree, delivered. Spring Break Night 1 was very good. I think the- it delivered. Yes, I was a little... I was, on one hand, I'm sad there wasn't any mark out in here for me, but I'll, pretty much it was high mez almost across the board, which, I mean, I can't really complain. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. It was it was solid uh, altogether. Uh, so what did we think of uh, Spring Break Part 1 as a whole? As a whole, I'd give it a high-meh. I agree. I think it was uh, a good show. I don't think it was uh, absolutely like phenomenal, and it didn't really blow me away. Uh, but... I think altogether it was a well put together wrestling show. It was an enjoyable wrestling show. Uh, and I don't, and I didn't feel like I wasted my night. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's all you
0: can really ask for.
1: Uh, so I enjoyed it and I am also giving it a high meh. So why don't we roll right into spring break part two, since we're in the spring break mindset. Uh, Uh, part two was a little, it it wasn't a shorter card, but it had less regular matches. Uh, so on night on night two we had Chris Dickinson taking on Matt Cardona, Tony Deppin taking on Biff Busick, Speedball Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jordan Oliver, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie, uh, oh and my. of course the fifty four person uh, greatest clusterfuck uh, ah. at the end of the show. Alright. Uh, well, Let's go down this card really, really quick. Uh, Dickinson Cardona, I thought, was a great way to open this card. Uh, Watching <laughs> Cardona
0: get the shit kicked out of him was a great way to open Spring Break. I, it was, but I'm going to be real. At the time of watching it, I was not a fan of this match because it was 1 a.m. It was the second night of wrestling, and I was like, oh, my fucking God, you spent 15 minutes just talking. Beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. I don't need 15 minutes. You guys constantly went around and Just fucking kick the shit out of the heel. I'm like, it's 1 a.m., bro. I don't need this. It's, it's wh- 1 a.m. I'm like, just start fighting. Just beat him up. And when he finally did, I was like, okay, this is good. It's pretty good. I mean, Chelsea was being Chelsea. And I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, like, nice. You got your valet spots, which are good too. But like, I don't know, man. I felt like this match was just, for me, was just like a lot of like, it just was too long or too long. wasn't as fast paced as I needed it to be. You know what I mean? I agree, yeah, and, and yeah, it, I, more had to happen. It was good to see like. Cardona get beaten up, don't get me wrong, he's a great heel, and I love seeing him get his shit kicked in.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, who doesn't love watching Cardona get his shit kicked in? Uh, he's, the, he's the biggest shithead AEW has to offer,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And it's just great and- to watch the heel uh, get what they deserve. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I was sitting here looking at this match, just watching Chelsea, like, constantly interfering, and I kept yelling, I'm like, do something, fucking, uh, what the hell is uh, Dickinson's wife's name, what's her name? I don't know. Whatever, Missy, that was it. I'm like, do something, Missy, I'm like, she's just fucking, just beat her ass with your fucking purse or something. Yeah. That was me, that was literally me sitting in my chair, I'm like, what are you doing? god but that's because again this is 1 a.m so i was tired and i was like my my level for my patience for wrestling at that point was like okay listen i love wrestling but you've taken it a bit too it's too long at this point
1: yeah the weird the I, i i will say the part that in this match that made me laugh uh the most i think was the beginning Oh. <laughs> Where Green gave like Cardona a kiss to be like, Alright, good luck. Yeah. And fucking Missy just grabs fucking Dickinson by his face and just makes out with him so hard and then yeah, she pulls like, away and Dickinson's like, like
0: wow. He's
1: just completely like thrown off and like like he just got hit with a straight right hook to his face. <laughs> hey,
0: the dirty daddy it was It me. just stunned him. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah though I will say the ending of this match was nice because finally Chelsea got her come up and she just pushed her ass down and then he uh, razor's edge to Cardona. Yeah, Chelsea took Chelsea took that bump like a champ. <laughs> she did. She took a lot of these bumps like a champ and I was like, "Okay, you know what? The, uh, despite the fact that I did not like the pacing of this match, the ending, like you said, it was good to see Cardona get his ass kicked to start the show." Yeah. Also the World Champ the uh the digital media championship I think they called it an impact and he changed back to, they changed to his like um the Internet Championship. I fucking love that. I love that he did that. It's so funny. It's so it. it's so stupid, but it's it so funny. really is.
1: But it's such a nice. Oh, it's so
0: that. Cardona. Yeah, it's so it's so Cardona. My dad just wants it, all the belts that he wins to be spinner belts now. <laughs> fucking him him with the with the GCW uh, championship with the, as a spinner belt for the one the bit he got to hold it on was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was really funny. I thought it was a solid match. The pacing, not the best, but the moments in it were good. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I agree. The pacing felt a little off at times, but all
1: altogether it was, like, good. Um, and, of course, Chris Dickinson did end up winning that match with the Pazuzu Bomb, and it was solid. Uh, yeah. Next up, Tony Deppen versus Biff Busick.
0: Holy fucking moly. Yep, this match was... This match was basically... I finished this match, and I'm like, yep, you both gave me exactly what I wanted. A This great, match was bananas. A great match with a... Very technical with a fuck-ton of strikes that sounded like thunderclaps. Yeah, man. Uh, This
1: match was absolutely wild. These two, it's like like any Biff Biscic match, uh, just murdered each other. Like, oh oh my god, there was no no mercy held back between these two. No love lost.
0: Nope. Every sl- they just absolutely murdered each other, and it was uh, it, I was it was a pleasure to watch every single second of it. Mm-hmm. Like these two would have, cause they had two slap ops in this match, and each one ended with whoever winning it killing the other one, like with just a combination of strikes. Or so I was like, "And you're dead." Yep, I'll see you in a week. God, there were so many uh good fucking matches. I think Biff, this is where Biff cut his head open again for like the second time. Now, oh my god, yeah, that man, Biff, Biff was bloody this weekend. Yeah, he cut his head open really bad in Bloodsport, and it. I was like, every match you're gonna have now is gonna have blood, isn't it? And it did. <laughs> Not to his to him trying after the first one, Mm-hmm. but I uh, he God, these two beat the shit out of each other, and I loved it. So many good spots where they were just like catching each other with out of the air with just disgusting sounding strikes. Oh yeah, yeah, these two were really laying it into it, laying it into each other here. Uh, and then I believe Deppin won. After he knee- he caved Biff's head in with a running knee, if I recall correctly. Yes,
1: he yeah he won with the knee trembler, uh, the running knee right to the back of Biff's head, and he pinned him for the win. Which was, uh, love seeing Deppin win here. I think that was an awesome choice. I think putting Deppen over was absolutely great uh, over Biff and showing off that Deppen is not somebody to fuck with.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I just laughing at the idea of like I was like, oh Mike, of course Mikey liked that the GCW original finally fucking won for once.
1: Yeah, I would love to. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see Tony Deppin challenge for Wheeler Yuta's new Ring of Honor Pure Championship. I would love oh,
0: to see that match. Oh, and I love that. That so would be a that would be a banger. Of a I think match. he was the he was the previous Pure Champion before the guy who lost to Yuta uh, won it from him. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So these three matches. These. I think these four matches all uh, had a theme of people just beating the crap out of each other because next was Speedball, Mike Bailey versus Jordan Oliver. And Zach, our theory stands. Mike Bailey can't have a bad match.
0: Uh-huh. The I watched... even,
1: after, even after he had nine matches to prove us wrong this weekend, he still
0: hasn't. Yeah, every match I watched, I was like, yep, Mike Bailey's a beast in the ring. My dad was like... My dad only knew him as the karate guy from Impact, and I was just mm-hmm. like... Oh, like, you, you don't know. You don't know the lore. I was the like depth of Mike Bailey. He's amazing. My brother, who only knew from me talking about it, saw he's like, Mike Bailey's cracked. I'm like, yes, welcome to my world <laughs> every time he shows up with a match. Mike Bailey is cracked. At least I think it was the that said that. This match is great. Literally yeah, like great. Bailey is absolutely bananas. I could talk I could talk for so long about this match. Just so smooth. A very nice uh back what's the word? Um uh, I think it's like dynamic between jordan oliver who is just a high flying he's just really good at high flying wrestling basically and mm-hmm. you got mike bailey who can also high fly but also has ridiculously good strikes yes and these two went kick for kick at points there were a bunch of really good spots here where um like this is the one i liked a lot was when bailey like formed jordan jordan no sold it they slapped each other back and forth and then bailey just put him down with another kick and i was like i love this match Mm-hmm. I fucking love this goddamn match. Fucking, there was the shoot. Oh my god, there was the uh, disgusting spot where Oliver caught Bailey mid shooting star press with the clout cutter that Bailey kicked out of somehow, which I did not fucking expect.
1: Yeah, that was wild that Bailey kicked out of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, then he fuck he destroyed Oliver after this though with the uh, the spinning triple roundhouse kick that he does in the corner that just is a torpedo to the head yeah that was awesome mm-hmm. he won with the flamingo driver i believe they put on it com- probably is an actual name but i'm using what the commentary said
1: i know i have here on the match results speedball mike bailey defeated jordan oliver
0: via flamingo driver well hey we'll take it uh this so, yeah. was quite possibly match of the night for me or match of this card uh- for me
1: I agree. It, I for me, I think it's either this one or the last one. It was either this or Depp and music. They were both very, very, very
0: sure. good matches. Yes. So then let, let's get into the uh, the next match because I I didn't realize I, I would happened. I would say the most unexpected match of the card. Yeah, for sure. Except then it made so much sense as the match got on. because I was like, why are these two in a match besides the fact that it's Effie Minoru Suzuki, which is like you know their names. Effie and Minoru Suzuki. These two... Um, again, never would have expected. Until they started wrestling, and I realized... I was like, oh, I get the gimmick. They both love pain. Effie likes yeah. when people hurt him, and Minoru Suzuki likes... Vi-. I was like, okay, you know and what? So Minoru-
1: Effie likes when people hurt him, and Minoru Suzuki mm-hmm. likes hurting people.
0: Whoever came up with this idea for this match, I don't know if it was a collect effort, you all deserve... Oh, I just said collect effort. God fucking damn
1: it.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Whoever came up with that, you deserve a gold star, because it, a- it was a very good idea. These two play... I think I told my brother this. If you know who both these guys are, this match is great. This match is amazing. You know exactly. It's. <laughs> I was so happy seeing these interactions between these two. Yeah,
1: I like how. I like
0: how Minoru
1: Suzuki. At the end of the day, still like sure he's murder grandpa. Yeah. Uh, but also. He didn't shy away from playing into Effie's Effie's like gimmicks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just enjoyed that Minoru Suzuki was just down for whatever, and was just, like, uh, I think he sold everything great, I think him, (laughs) like, the mixture of, like, confusion and just, like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go with this, Yeah, like, Like, in
0: Minoru Suzuki was very good. Beginning of the match, he's like, the fuck is this guy? He, like, lets Effie kiss him on the cheek, slaps him across, he's like, alright, punch me, and then Effie's like, I like that, he's like, the Fuck. It's like, okay, yeah. oh, you like that, huh? And he keeps hitting it, and <laughs> just the more the match goes on, it's like, oh, you, li- oh, he likes it. Let's just keep yeah. fucking hitting him then. <laughs> he still had a lot of really good chops in this match, I agree. too. This this was a heavy-hitting heavy, heavy
1: hitting match between these two, and I think uh, a lot of the, the strikes were sold very well. A lot of the strikes were given very well. I think it was just, all in all, a very good wrestling match. Um, and I think Effie Suzuki... I think not only surprised people when it got announced, because it was just like a match no one really ever thought w- would think of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it also just surprised people in its delivery just because of how good it was. Yeah. Uh, and how much these two... Can- I- obviously, Minoru Suzuki could go, and obviously Effie could go, but, like, you, uh, for me, it was just, like, I was worried about how their different styles would clash in the ring. Yeah. And I think it worked out very well.
0: I altogether. loved how... This whole match, like by the end, Suzuki's like, "Okay, I know everything you're gonna try to doing. All right? You know what? You're gonna bite my nipples. Fine, I'll still beat you up." And then he just, Effy just straight up kissed him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You motherfucker!" And he just slapped the taste out of his mouth and <laughs> killed him to win. As soon as he did, as soon as he
1: did that, my brain was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter what happened. he could lose all of his matches for the rest of forever." But he can still be like, I kissed Minoru Suzuki. Pretty much, fuck like, you. This like, is like absolute Effie, win. Effie is one of Effie is one of the few people who can say he kissed Minoru Suzuki on the mouth.
0: Yeah, he's literally just like, I I take this as an absolute win.
1: Exactly. He lost,
0: and Suzuki looked. He's just holding his fucking mouth like this motherfucker really just fucking kissed me. Yup. fucking guy walks out of the ring. Effie's just like in the. <laughs> Daddy likes it.
1: And on on his way out, uh.
0: Uh, Suzuki was just like spinning. Yeah, like I like how like every up to this point, like it was like okay, you know, what? fine. You want to do other stuff? Fine, whatever. I, I, it's weird, but I'll, I'm willing to embrace it. And then th- thats the step too far. Where he's like, Nah, N- fuck you, dude. Ah, oh, oh. oh man, I loved it though. Murder Grandpa had a really good showing this weekend. I agree. Murder Grandpa had a
1: great showing. Uh, and it was a very fun. I think this was a very fun match, and oh, I. Okay. And I enjoyed it. All Sorry right, now that, let's uh, get let's let's get to the
0: this clusterfuck.
1: Yeah, we gotta talk this clusterfuck. Uh, so the clusterfuck has five ways of getting eliminated: pinfall makes yep. sense, submission, yep, over the top rope, got it, easy, right? Uh huh. Four,
0: leaving the building. Yep. Weird, but okay. Yep. Five, death. <laughs> <laughs> I love I had to explain this to my brother. Bye just dying yeah dying they're like what do you mean by death i'm like wait we saw a spot where yes. someone concertoed a, a a girl in the ring and then the monsters are like i ah, get them out of there you're dead that's dead <laughs> don't get yes. up
1: this match started with a a promo beforehand with janella saying he's gonna put himself in the the greatest clusterfuck and he's gonna inject some poison into it and he wants he wants to be the one to kill it right
0: oh i didn't see uh, that shit
1: yeah so he so he there was a little promo before the greatest clusterfuck and it was basically joey janela being like i like uh it, it it was like he he hates the clusterfuck it's the fans stop praising joey Janella, so what he's gonna do is he's gonna enter the clusterfuck and he's gonna inject it with the worst poison he possibly can himself and he's gonna take the clusterfuck down from the inside wow that's why j Je- that's why janela came out first Okay, that okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes more sense now. And that's why Janella also gave himself a Brock Lesnar arc. <laughs>
0: I literally had that first note. Janella Brock Lesnar it.
1: J- Janella gave himself a Brock Lesnar arc where like the first handful of entrants Janela was just like in and out. Uh speaking of, no, number 1 entrant was uh, sorry, number 1 entrant was of course Joey Janela. Number 2 entrant was Buff Bagwell
0: and oh yeah. o- my God, he could not get into that ring at the, all. The he the amount me. of the amount
1: of time it took Buff Bagwell to yep. get to the ring drove
0: me absolutely bonkers. So, what was the first match for me where it bothered me more was this because for me, I was just sitting there going like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you were just like, get in the ring." God, I
1: was. The thing is, the thing is, it was all a bit. Mm-hmm. Right, because it was like Buff could have probably gotten to the ring way faster. Buff definitely could have gotten to the ring way faster. Mm-hmm. He was playing it up. He was hamming it up on his entrance. He couldn't like. Get, he had to like have people help him into the ring with his broken leg, just for him to get up. Janela immediately super kicking him and pinning him, and him being done in the match right away. After all of that time it took him to get to the ring, he is immediately eliminated.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was a bit. <laughs> You think it was a bit?
1: I don't Mm. think he actually had to take that much time to get to the ring. I think it was all a bit for him to do this long entrance, uh, you know, like hype it up for the fans just to immediately for Joey Jones to fucking end him, right? I could see that. Uh, And it was kind of funny because I was like, like, after all of that, right, it's just like, eh, done. And it was like, I don't know, it it made me laugh. I was like, wow, I feel like I got, I feel like I got worked.
0: (laughs) (coughs) <laughs> <coughs> got worked into a you know, shoot, brother man.
1: Yeah, like I feel like I got worked uh and I thought it was kind of funny. Um
0: and it was bro. Uh yeah, fine. Uh what? anyway, I, I, got, Go I this there's a spot that I had to ask about. What the fuck was the deal with the guy in the weird latex mask and the overalls? <laughs> okay, so things. anyway, anyway, before <laughs> this there's a bunch of
1: there's a, <laughs> before this there's a ton of other entrants who show up and get eliminated by Janela uh there's...
0: Lesnar is Lesnar
1: yeah you know there's uh George Gatton, Judas Judd Cassidy uh, uh bu- 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 yo-yo showed up got eliminated you know a lot of people a-, a few people showed up did a little bit of stuff and then Janela eliminated them Yeah, uh, like Bi- Billy Stark showed up did some stuff but ended up getting eliminated Juicy for Now mm. uh, came out and then
0: Sam Stackhouse it was nice seeing uh, slowly, but surely people were starting to get the better of him. So, you know, you wanted to see him get a living, You're like, okay, who's going to be the one that does it? Kind of exactly like the Blessner spot went.
1: Yeah. Uh, Janela just slowly getting worn down more and more over the course of the match. Um, yeah, you know, a bunch of entrants happened. But uh, number 14, early morning guy steal. God, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I... I... So, so, I forgot which one was it. That, I think it was... Oh, also- Sorry. Also, before this, the social distancing match happened that again.
0: Was oh my hilarious. god! I've loved... never seen that before. You didn't see that? Oh my no, god! That I happened.
1: Didn't. That happened at like one of GCW's first like quarantine shows. I loved it so and, much, and hi- and it and it was Janelle versus Jimmy Lloyd. So, uh, they it it was like they were pulling back um a lot of old bits from old Spring Breaks, mm-hmm. um and i thought like invisible man was a big spring break bit that and invisible man came out and did a bunch of they did a it bunch of bits with invisible
0: man amazing the crowd literally did exactly what you need to do with invisible man which is you sell it's the fuck out of so him. The, it so good this crowd
1: sold the, the crowd sold the fuck out of him the wrestler sold the fuck out of him. it was it's so funny cuz invisible man is just his own entity at this point which is like so weird because it's literally just the crowd and the wrestler selling nothing it's it's, literally and it's like, so fucking funny uh, it's
0: like the bit if you're old enough and you know this fucking feud and god if you remember this feud you'll know how weird this was. It's like when the God feud, when like, there's just a spotlight, and you have to mm-hmm. pretend like it's an actual person, but this is done well, because it's not God, it's just a dude that everyone wants to see win.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then again, uh, J- Janelle and Lloyd did the social distancing match, which was so fucking funny. It was hilarious. Um, it's it's so great. Uh, and the Canadian Destroyer was really good. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, all that stuff happened before uh, early morning guy steel and again what the fuck was early I, morning guys? i don't know or to give you all... is there was is there anything
0: is there any okay. anything so <laughs> i think if i recall correctly it was i think it was ashley or it might have been it might have been amanda but i'm pretty sure it was ashley on when i was doing glory pro with them where they were talking about this with me and a, the bit that i didn't realize was because technically speaking it hit 1 a.m in texas it was early morning so that's where the early morning part comes out why okay. this guy had to wear a creepy latex mask, a so- a, pla- a plaid shirt, and overalls was weird. But the weirdest part was he couldn't get into the ring at all. <laughs> like, struggled. But he had, like... It was like A.R. Fox under the mask because the he could do so much flippy
1: shit in the ring. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was like... I think I think that was the joke, right? Like mm-hmm. he was gonna be like, "Oh, I can't get in the ring," but then once he gets to the top, and he, and he struggles getting to the top rope, and then once he got to the top rope, he was like, 450! exactly." But like, I think I think that's the joke, and I think that's very funny. But like, what the, f- the fuck? F- where? Like, is there any any backstory? Is there was there any other appearances of early no, morning guy steel? Not any of the shows that I watched. This, like what? What, like, I, I was like, am I missing a joke? It felt is like... There like a, is there, like, an inside joke? Was he from another spring break that I didn't see? Yeah. Like, like was he from one of the previous spring breaks?
0: I think that's the best way to I describe have it. I no it's idea. Like, it felt like an inside joke between a bunch of the wrestlers that no one else, at least a lot of people, did not understand at all. To them, it was probably hilarious. There's this Reddit post
1: that says, who or what is early morning guy steel, And the first comment is, Chuck Taylor wished on a star and one of his million wrestler names became sentient. <laughs> <laughs> uh but like again, there was there like it 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 was it wasn't like it wasn't like I don't know, for me it felt too weird because I feel like the costume and the mask were a little too real and it got a little too like uncanny valley for me and Ooh, the entire yeah. time the entire time guy early morning guy Steele was out there I was uncomfortable and just wanted him to get eliminated because I was like, this is weird. It was, a uh... The costume was, like, it was just, it was just enough to be like, oh, okay, this is a costume. But it was also, like, not enough of a costume for me to be like, that's not a real person. Because I was, like, I don't know, it made, looking at early morning Guy steal made me uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: I don't even blame you. I, I, my look on that fate, my, when he got eliminated, I looked. I was just with my brother and my dad, and I was like, I don't know what that was. I've watched yeah. two or three Clusterfucks at this point, and even I have no idea what the hell that was. Yeah, that was
1: weird. Um, but yeah, this is when the, the. This is about when the ring started filling up.
0: Yeah, uh, finally. The, a
1: bunch of people started showing up. Blake Christian showed up. Kevin Blackwood showed up. Uh, Charlie Tiger and Ellis Taylor of Young, Dumb, and Broke showed up.
0: Young, Dumb. Young, Dumb. Uh, young, yeah. Dumb, and Broke.
1: And then uh, Grim Reefer showed up. I loved this box.
0: It was so wholesome.
1: Grim, okay. Also, I love this spot because it was
0: perfect,
1: right? Because mm-hmm. Grim Reefer showed up, of course, did his thing. Yep. Showed up, lit up a joint. Of course. Smoked it, got everyone in the ring, started passing it around.
0: Which is the wholesome part, which I really like. So it was just like, and oh my God.
1: When he started passing it around, Joey Janela
0: sprints to the back. Yep.
1: And everyone's like, what? Is he leaving? Is he about to eliminate himself? And then Joey Janela comes back with a microphone. And he's like, I'm no longer signed to AEW, so I can smoke that on TV!
0: And he runs to the ring, and he takes a couple of hits. It was really nice. Like, I was like... Which after, was so funny. After early morning Guy Steele, like, this was a very nice, wholesome It's like, ah, the wrestler's just enjoying a, a, a nice uh, joint in the middle of the ring. Here's also why I thought it was a very good spot. Because...
1: It was a great spot to get everyone in the ring together and make and oh. make and have it make and have it and have it make sense for everyone to be all together in that ring and not fighting. Right, makes sense. And yeah. and, and 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 they don't have to do like the whole thing of like, oh, uh, I'm punching this guy in the corner like they do in the Royal Rumble where they like they're all fake beating each other up.
0: Yeah, to fill up to, the, uh... to make the
1: ring to fill up the ring. But Grim Reefer had the ring full. I pass around this Jay, and nobody had to do this stupid spot of like, yes, I'm punching this person in the corner. And then Paro came out. Yeah. And Paro came out to do a big ring clear of all the people who were just in the ring. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great placement for that spot, which was like really weird to think about. Cause he was just like passing around to Jay. But I think that it, it, it had an excuse for everybody to be gathered together. It had an excuse as to why the ring was full. And it had an excuse why nobody was eliminating each other already because they were all chilling and having a good time, right? Mm -hmm. And then Paro comes out and fucks everybody up. Yeah. To look like a beast. And I think that it worked very fucking well.
0: This is the part where where, uh, we got into peak clusterfuck where it started falling off the rails. Because Janella just wandered to the back and he's like, I'm going to the bathroom. And I was like, what? What? Like, oh,
1: Janella, Janella! smoked the fucking joint and went to the back to get some fucking Cheetos.
0: Yeah, and he came out eating Cheetos, asking Brett what his next spot was. And I was like, "Yep, we've we've peaked at. We are peak clusterfuck right now. where it is a complete, <laughs> an utter clown fiesta in the wet, best way it could possibly be? Probably." He he said, "Listen, he said Janella said he was injecting poison into the
1: clusterfuck, and he did by injecting himself and making and doing." I would imagine a purposely a purpose a purposefully awful job. Not awful job, but like, you know, purposely
0: like messing stuff up, being annoying, being just a pain in the ass to mm-hmm. deal with. Let's see. I then have a Oh my god, Invisible Man getting eliminated was a tragedy. Complete yeah. tragedy. Crowd boot it. Rest in peace Invisible Man. I'll see you next year. Janela, get major heat for that. Massive heat. Uh Massive he massive. had a really nice running knee to Shaza's face. Like it sounded really nasty. This. Uh, oh moment. yeah,
1: uh, Shaza McKenzie came out after Janela eliminated the Invisible Man. Um, after Janela basically cleared the ring of all the other pe- of all the people who uh, uh, Paro didn't clear out. Um, Shaza McKenzie comes out, and then when Shaza McKenzie comes out, it kind of starts the story of. I think this was from a previous Spring Break. I want to say Spring Break 3, where a bunch of women's wrestlers, like, just completely mobbed Janella after the show. Mm-hmm. Or, like, during the show, and, like, bas- like Cha- and Shaz McKenzie was, like, the leading the charge of all these women who uh-huh. wanted to beat the crap out of Joe Janella. That makes sense. So, Shazam McKenzie showing up again, and Janella being like, oh, fuck, was very
0: good. hmm See, this is where it helps that you know these references, because I didn't know about this, so I was just like, I have no idea why he's acting like that, but okay.
1: Yeah, so that that yeah, that's why because literally it, I think it was like Spring Break Three. I think Sh- uh, Shaza McKenzie led like an army of women's wrestlers against Janella, and they all just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. So the, as uh... soon as he heard Shaza McKenzie's music, he was like, "Oh no!" Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, then uh, the army that was led this time was, I believe it was Sheik. It was Dark Sheik, Eve Surreal, Jani Kai, Lou So Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter who comes into this yeah, match, Jazzy Yang, and Sandra Moon. I believe it yeah. was the army that ended up clearing the ring. Like, they straight cleared it. I was like, damn, that was actually pretty sick. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Maven showed up. <laughs> yep. And just dropkicked everybody and then said, fuck all of you, and he left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dropkicked everybody it. and left, left the building and eliminated himself. Yeah,
0: like, I was like, Maven uh, has and then, left the building. And then after Maven... <laughs> I love this spot. I really did. Was fucking... Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. He comes in. He plays up the most dickish heel you could ever get. Paid all you need to pay me $5 on my Patreon to hear what I want to say.
1: As he walked to the ring, people were handing him $5
0: bills. I loved it. He's like, this product is garbage compared to AEW. Just completely being a... Just a major shitbag. Total, the like, crowd snob. The started
1: chanting, we want Meltzer.
0: Yep. Well, fuck He's like, "You <laughs> love that. Gets to the ring. He... <laughs> he got fucking, uh, I think he got low-blowed after this. Uh, yeah. and thrown out of the ring. And I like how, like, he gets thrown out of the ring. He's on his, like, belly, and he just crawls all the way up the entrance ramp to the back. He never gets up. Nope. Loved it. This spot was great. <laughs> <laughs> I... It was everything it needed to be.
1: I agree. It was very, it was very funny. Uh, then another crazy entrant, Josh Barnett, I showed up. Not holy moly! That.
0: I was like, oh, hello. No. Shows up, Josh
1: Bart. Yeah, Josh Barnett showed up. Uh, you know, beat some, beat the shit out of some people. Nasty Leroy shows up. Whatever. And then Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah, we got the little, we got we got the little, uh, the little tease uh, teasing Jimmy Wang Yang with Jazzy Wang for didn't think you know Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter. And then Jimmy shows up. Haven't seen him since like I don't know two thousand fucking eight SmackDown. Uh, right,
0: last time I saw him was WrestleCon, but Otherwise, yes, it would be like. 2008. Last time I saw
1: him was uh, a, a, a random SmackDown. Yep. Right. Back in like, the days um, of like Eddie so long ago. and
0: like Rey Mysterio and like uh, Chris Benoit and like Kurt Angle and Edge, <laughs> those eras. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jim,
1: Jimmy Wagang and Barnett had a funny had a little bit of a funny bit together.
0: I. I actually I thought this was quite amusing. The, the two of them were going at each other, and, like, Jimmy Wang Yang and his daughter start to go after Barnett. And it's a bit sloppy, but it's fun. And I like how Barnett, like, so Jimmy Wang Yang's daughter tries to put a knee bar on him.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's,
0: him being, like, the dad of Bloodsport was like, no, no, hold on. And he, like, he sits down, he shows her the proper technique for it, she locks it in, and he, like, briefly taps to show her that she's doing it well, and the refs are like, ah, you tapped, you're done. And he's like, what?! What the fuck you mean? It was really funny. It was really fun. Just like just
1: I loved I loved the fact that Josh Barnett was getting put in a knee bar and his immediate
0: reaction was being like, No, you're not fucking hurting me right. You need to Let me show you how to hurt someone correctly. Come on, that doesn't hurt. Make it hurt. I I very much love this spot. I liked it was very it, like it was very just like funny.
1: tired tired teacher Josh Barnett was very good. Yes,
0: yeah, he, uh, he already had Bloodsport. Who knows? Maybe uh maybe she'll show up in Bloodsport next year. mm Hmm. All right, that would be cool. That'd be a nice um, callback. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh,
1: what were some other some other spots? Walmart. Okay, I need to. I want to really quick bring up something because we are already an hour. I think we're already an hour into this recording. and We still have two shows left to talk about. Um, yeah, but
0: granted, the the clusterfuck is too fucking massive. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Um.
1: So I want to talk about Walmart guy.
0: Yeah. What about Walmart? Now? Lord,
1: Lord, Lord Adrian, Walmart guy. Uh, he came in. He came in, you know, did some moves, and then he hit somebody with a tombstone. Yeah. But like. No one commented on it, but that guy looked like he took that tombstone very... It looked like he actually got, like, dropped directly on top
0: of it. Oh, did head. he? I think at this point I was in, like, a state of, like, from, it's 2 a.m. From
1: what I saw, it literally looked like, when he hit his head on the ground, it looked like it, his neck just crumpled. And I was like, is he okay? Oh, my gosh. And... I saw zero comments on it. I saw zero people talking oh, about it anywhere. I was God. like I was like what the fuck happened to that guy? It looked like he took that fucking tombstone really really badly or someone did it really It looked like he actually like broke his neck, but nobody said anything about it.
0: I guess. He or, like, care. at all.
1: I was just so confused. Like, I was like, hello? Is anyone <laughs> going to check on this guy at all? Anybody?
0: We just witnessed an actual murder in the ring, and no one's talking about it at all. Yeah! I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I didn't even notice that. Like I said, I was in, like, a haze. It was, like, it was like 2 a.m. at this point now, and I was like, bro, I've watched so much wrestling.
1: I'm gonna look up Brandon Kirk and see if I can find his Twitter and see if he's see all what right. the hell if he's all right. He's probably right. fine considering he, nobody's been talking about it. But mm-hmm. like, still. Right.
0: Uh, while you do that, let's go. Uh, I'll talk about a few of the other spots in this match. Alec Price and Cole Radrick had a really nice duel on the apron that led to them both eliminating each other. That I liked. Nasty Leroy also hit Kevin Matthews with a people's elbow and a sharpshooter, which is a callback to an old rivalry he used to have with like Ring of Honor, I think it was. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Like the crowd built yeah. that up. Nick Wayne was the one that ended up super-kicking Joey Janelle off the apron and eliminating him, and it was great. I think, was it you that thought that Joey Janelle wasn't supposed to fall off the apron, or it might have been someone else told me that? Uh, no, I think it was fine. I think I think it made sense. No, I remember someone uh, someone said to me they thought it might have been a bit like Joey wasn't supposed to get eliminated then and there.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe not, but I think it made sense. It was getting
0: toward the end of the match. It w- yeah, the it was getting
1: the toward the end of the match anyway, and I think Nick Wayne's the perfect person to do it.
0: Yeah, so then after that, LA Fights showed up, cleared the ring. Second Gear Crew then came in, and we had Gang Warfare, where Second Gear Crew just absolutely bit beat the bricks off of LA Fights, to mm-hmm. be honest. Eliminated all of them. We then got a little skirmish between Blake Christian and Nick Wayne, which is a very fast-paced but awesome little go. Yeah. And then I love how Sheik, who's still in this match at this point, elim- uh basically took everyone from second gear crew out with like a uh a diving cross on the outside and these guys were so fucking petty they got back in the ring <laughs> and ganged up on Sheik and eliminated Yeah, her. that was that was rough <laughs> that was a petty af then we got and then eventually i believe if i recall correctly um nick wayne got eliminated which was sad yeah and it ended up being Blake versus Matthew Justice, Matt Warner, and AJ Gray. And he violently fought back, but lost, because it was a three-on-one, and they, if you know any of our Second Gear crew, they are some, these are some tough dudes. Yeah. And I want to go on record and say, I think it's bullshit that Second Gear crew won this match with their group. Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, what? Yeah, I agree. I'm
0: like, I was like, I'm like, if we take this book seriously, which no one yeah. does, by the way. Yeah. Then what's to stop anyone from just being like, okay, here's my 50 man group. We win. Like, we win. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was it, like, what was the fuck? Weird. I'm like, you can't just have the the guys from second gear cruelly's duke it out. I would have liked to see, like, a big hoss fight between the three of them.
1: Yeah, I guess they were trying to put them all over since they all kind of lost their matches on the previous That's night true, of spring but break. but I,
0: I was just like, that didn't happen the last time I watched the clusterfucker one person from the group one for the fact that they didn't win. They all had to get eliminated together. Eh. Whatever. I was like, I don't know about that, Chief.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was it was definitely a weird way to end it.
0: Yeah. Overall I thought the cluster was fine, but I think at this point now, either the cluster's gotta start earlier. It might not be for me at this point. Like, I've watched two of them now, and each time I've been like, Oh my god, this is so long. Like it's like the The body is willing, but the mind is winging people in it. It's so long. And some of the times the spots hit really well and I laugh, and other times I'm like that didn't really do it for me, dog. Yeah, that looks was at just... you, fucking early morning Jack Steele. What the hell his name is, early morning
1: guy Steele. oh.
0: guy Steele looks at you. If I
1: never see early morning guy Steele again, <laughs> it'll be too soon.
0: Oh man. But overall, I thought that night two was pretty good. Well, actually, now that I think about it, the three matches in there were great. Yeah. I think, I think Night 2
1: was all, I think all around probably a little better than Night 1 in my eyes. I think Night 1 was fine. I think <sighs> Night 2, the matches, just like the matches themselves were just, I think higher, just like better all around. I think for
0: me, it was, a, I think it was, not, for better. me, my opinion is Night 1's, Night two's endings were fine, but the middle was where it was all concentrated to be really good. Yeah. And then for Night 1, it was all spread out for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nothing really, like, really got me to go, holy fucking shit. But at the same time, like, it was still great. Yeah. Okay. All, All right, right so. Wow, this is, we're getting to, like, old indie Waters territories now at this time. Length. God yeah,
1: me. yeah, we were, we were, you were so good with, like, 45-minute episodes, and now we're here on, uh, an hour seven. Oh, yeah, seven. dude,
0: my episode with, uh, Curtis, for those of you that have already watched it, was, like, 45 minutes.
1: Good, because that, that episode has, uh, three shows you're reviewing, so that's great, actually.
0: Um, yeah. Anyway. It was, like, hour, hour, 45. So, yeah, okay, so let's, let's get into this. Let's te- go, let's... technically, we talked two shows, right? True. We've talked through two shows, that is true. So ten and we if we cut if we do this reasonably, it's like thirty minutes a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's let's get this. Next up
1: okay. we are talking about uh we were going spring break lucha brunch, right? So let's go yes. talk about uh Gringo Loco's The World on Lucha presented by I'm gonna go on the record
0: and say it right now. This is the best uh card of the entire collective. I, I fucking love This, this was this a card.
1: very so let's let's go through it really quick. We had Johnny Caballero yeah. versus Jack Cartwheel. Tony I... Dutton versus Psychosis, uh, Shane Mercer, Mer- Shane Mercer, uh, a scramble match between Shane Mercer, Octagon Junior, Golden Dragon, Drago Kid, Chris Carter, Arrow Boy, uh, a Singles match between Pagano and Sadika, uh, a six person tag match between Team Gringo, which was Abismo Negro Junior, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco, versus Laredo Kid, uh, Ray Kid, Ray Horus, and ASF, uh, Ar Fox versus Ninja Mac, and Psycho Cloud versus Doctor Wagner Junior. Um, yeah, this card was awesome. I think the first match, the Johnny Caballero-Jack Cartwheel
0: match, I thought that was a great opener for this show. It was fucking fantastic. The only issue this match has with it, and it's not even the match, it's just that the audio was kind of fucked for the commentator side at the beginning. Yeah, they were try- I, I guess the
1: show was just starting. They were still trying to yeah. figure stuff out. But I think this match this was match? a great way to open the card because I think it was a great way to get the, like, People who aren't usually Lucha fans, I think it was a great way to introduce them to the Lucha card because it's like, oh, Jack Cartwheel, you've seen him all weekend, and of course, fucking John Morrison, like
0: you know who this guy is, right? Bro, like, he's the man of a thousand nick of a thousand names. Johnny Caballero, guy. Johnny Impact, John Morrison, <laughs>
1: can, Johnny
0: Mundo, Johnny Mundo, Hennigan, yeah. Johnny Bloodsport, yeah, yeah, John yeah Res- can, Johnny WrestleCon. it could go anywhere with it. Can't, he can't, I, be, he can't
1: be Johnny Wrestling. That's that's reserved.
0: I yeah, exactly. I. The return of the Dripstick popped me a bit. I'm not gonna lie, the because as much as the Dripstick, because Johnny Drip Drip, for those of you that still watch WWE, was fantastic, and the fact that he didn't miss not get their bluff angle was a tragedy. But whatever, was great. This match had a lot of really fun spots. There was a lot of flippy shit too, like the the Dripstick, the Dripstick quick draw between Morrison and Cartwheel was hilarious.
1: Yeah, where Cartwheel just turned around and was like shh,
0: and it's just a- got him when he turned around. Mm-hmm. And he it was very low funny. blowed him. Yeah. With a swing. And, uh, there was that. There was when he just put Johnny put the hat in the middle of the ring and flipped twice so that when he got on his feet, he had the hat on his head. And I was like, that was unnecessarily awesome. Just showing off. He had his awesome Capoeira, like the clothesline after he parkour off the top rope onto cartwheel. Yeah. There was yeah. cartwheels, of course, being j- j- fucking Johnny cartwheel, being him just like flipping around the ring. Jack cartwheel, excuse you
1: uh but oh yeah God. jack cartwheel uh great like i said great showing this weekend great showing in this match this match was just fun this is a and great way the, to open uh, it
0: i like the ending of this too yeah the spray from the dripstick pushed cartwheel off the top and mm-hmm. then he hit a then he had a fucking a seated starship pain which i didn't even think was possible it's, it's, it's john it's john morrison he can do whatever he yeah. wants physics don't apply yeah. to him yeah, Curtis and I have agreed that he's just that guy who like he can literally just pick up anything. Looks looks gorgeous, has a great great girlfriend, can do anything. He's just ridiculously talented. Yeah. Makes, Dude, no, just, he does
1: everything. Dude's made in life. He doesn't need anything else. They literally. Uh but yeah, this match was great. I thought it was a great way great to open start. the show, and I really enjoyed it. Uh a person I didn't expect to see on a Lucha card uh, up next and Tony Deppen.
0: Yeah. Tony Deppen Neither versus Psychosis. This match was this match was good and also weird sometimes too. Explain like psychosis getting the microphone at the beginning was weird to me. Like why? he got out of the ring because it was just odd. I was like, why did you need the microphone when you could have just talked shit to him across the ring? Why did you need to go out of the ring to the back to get a microphone? Only to go onto the rap? He, wanted the, cra- he wanted the crowd. He wanted the crowd to hear it. I get that, but at the same time, it was like, it took you two seconds, and then the match just continued as is, and I was just like, weird. Yeah, I but get- okay. Also, it's a small place. All you just just like yelp. Yeah, that, that's what that was. What I was thinking, which is why I was like, "Okay, weird, but all right." Uh, besides that, no, though, though, I thought this match was was good. Yeah, like, that thought that besides the fact, that psychosis apparently is not is he's not as old as young as he used to be. He still had some good spots here, but it's all and like, then, but it's also Tony
1: Deppin, right? Tony Deppin's yeah, a Tony guy De- who could basically run a match by himself if he needs to. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I also liked how this match is basically like uh, old. <laughs> Old Luchador disciplines his son Luchador, because his son Luchador is like, come on, hit me harder. Yeah, and Deppin's like, okay. It's more like a psychosis. When he tied his belt, he was whipping Deppin, or when oh. he chopped him and slapped him in the face. The belt spot was, ouch! Yeah, those were hurt.
1: loud. Those those smacks were very fucking loud.
0: Yeah. That was those really good. Psychosis had a really good uh, Dragon Sleeper Tree of Woe combo, which I was like, "Why is no people, more people not do this?" That was that looks sick. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I agree. I really do yeah, like base. I this match was good. So, like I thought, Tony Devon did a really good job of making Psychosis look great here. Mm-hmm. Psychosis did a good job. The crowd was pretty into this match. That's another thing. World well on Lucha. Props to it. The crowd was great all night. There was oh, yeah. not a crowd single match that they were like low on, which is we re- odd to me. I've never had a a match, uh, not a match, a card where the crowd consistently is gr- like never dies, uh huh, except for maybe one match, but that's because it was slower paced we'll get into that in a second.
1: Yes, uh, this next match, the scramble match between another another person you wouldn't expect to see because it was like Octagon Junior, Golden Dragon, Drago Kid, Chris Carter, Arrow Boy, a bunch of people who are very high, very high flyer, very much luchador yeah. esque, right. And then motherfucking Shane Mercer enters the fray. Like, and shit has what them. it's like. Uh, even the announcer said it. They're like, one of these things is not like the other. Yep. Can you guess which one it is? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's to the point now where I'm like, if I ever Hulk up and get a shit ton of weight on me, I'll just go on a scramble match. Cause the big guy always looks like one of the best in the match. Cause he just destroys people.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just it's I'm... it's just so good. It
0: was just it was just so funny for just like it was like lucha 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 Shane Mercer. I there's so many good spots here in this match that Mercer had, such as when he like he just tossed Carter into a torneo that just knocked everyone down on the outside. I was like that was sick. Yep. I love. He did Octagon, it with one hand like, too. Mm, Octagon politely. Asking the ref to stop, kind of going like, "Wait, the ref, I'm like, wait, what the fuck do you was like? Wait, what are you doing?" And then he just kicked Carter in the face. Was hilarious. Yep. Like, you ever do? <laughs> uh, the fucking double moonsault and battery combo on Kid and Carter from Mercer was fucking
1: awesome. Mercer is an absolute superhuman. A like, dog. I do, I do
0: not understand
1: how he does all of this. Like, and he... that's sorry. Uh it's he right. he was like, I don't understand how he does all this. He has that he had two pe- he he's done it with two people the the salt and battery he literally carried somebody up a ladder in planet in, on planet death to yep. do it like Shane Mercer like is just an absolute just not human he's a he is an absolute beast like
0: yes literally and that's not what I mean to say like he just I can't even name it cuz there's so many spots like the luchadors of this match did a really good job like it's literally like a scramble match with spots but it's luchador spots so it's Fucking to quote Mikey, bananas.
1: Yeah. Um, also, re- quick quick results. Uh, Johnny Caballero won the first match. Tony Deppin won the second match. Shane Mercer won the scramble match.
0: Yes. Then we get to the match where uh, I believe the crowd, if you could call it, die uh, not die but like calm down because they had a the time to react to it. Mm-hmm. Which is the death match, ironically enough.
1: Yeah, which was next up between Pagano and Sadika.
0: I. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I literally have it right here. Only, my only complaint is that there are portions where it dragged, and by that I mean, like, it was a lot of either them setting up or, like, walking around the ring trying to find where they put the weapons.
1: Yeah. Which... Uh, I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of insight into Sadiqa from, again, oh, Lord really? Sean. Oh, really? Okay,
0: do tell. Uh,
1: apparently she has this, like, Apparently, Sadiqa used to have this, like, mystique behind her when she wrestled in, like, Mexico and did, like, lucha stuff there of, like, being very stiff and being, uh, like, hurting a lot of people. Oh, really? Uh, but that kind of mystique doesn't really transfer over very well, I guess, because it's like, oh, she just hurts a lot of people? That seems bad for business. Mm. Um, and the fact that she kind of does whatever the hell she wants in the ring, she doesn't really, like do a match she doesn't really like she she doesn't really like do like a match flow I've heard. She kinda just kinda does whatever oh, and okay. and usually like her opponent has to be very like like if she has a good like ring general opponent to keep like things in check, it's usually fine. But if it's mm. not if she if they don't then it's kinda gets weirdly paced and feels like odd because it's kind of just Sadiqa doing whatever and then the person trying to play along like this it kind of came across a lot in uh her match in Planet Death. Yeah, because she went against Jimmy Lloyd. And Jimmy Lloyd is not a ring general in any sense of the word. Jimmy <laughs> Lloyd is very much uh play his role kind of guy. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah so yeah, yeah. Right.
1: that ma- that match at Planet Death ended up
0: being weird between them and kind of felt oddly <laughs> okay. paced. I- yeah, I knew. Okay, I I thought the same thing. I was like, that was a very. I thought the exact same thing, and I was like, that's just me. Yeah, no, I uh, there was a lot. There's a lot of like I said, there was a lot of hype behind Sadika
1: because of the weird mystique she had in Mexico, but now it's kind of wearing off because I don't know, doesn't seem good. I guess like uh the two Sadika matches I saw this weekend both felt very slow and very like
0: kind of boring, and I mm. wasn't really into them. So. I don't know. I actually quite... I, I don't know. I guess, without knowing that, I actually quite enjoyed Pagano versus Sadika Only because, like, Pagano literally did not take her seriously at all at the start of this match.
1: hmm
0: Like, I, I, I... Okay, so slight flex. I speak Spanish also, and I can understand it pretty well. He was just calling her a bitch. Like, he's like, this fucking bitch right here. Like, what's she doing here? <laughs> and I, I enjoyed how, like, as this match, like, went further on, they eventually got to the point where he was like, okay... This bitch could actually fight, so I guess I'm gonna have to actually do a death match with her if I'm gonna fucking beat her. I can't just like technically wrestle her in the ring like he was doing for the start of this match. Which is weird for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are we doing chain wrestling in a fucking death match? Yeah, I, I g- mean, I'll watch it.
1: I guess it made sense with the the fact that he didn't really like he, he didn't take her seriously.
0: Uh, there were a couple fun, there were a couple uh good spots here that I liked. Uh, <laughs> she suplexed him. Onto a ladder and a door and a couple chairs, which is, I was like, why did you not use the ladder? Why did the ladder just lay on the ground on the outside the whole time? Yeah, there was also like a
1: table that they set up that didn't end up getting used, I think.
0: Yes, there was that. Okay, see now, see now, the ladder and your thing makes a lot more sense now. Because yeah. she suplexed Pagano onto the ladder and then basically he got a ladder out and she's like, I'm not using this ladder. And he was like, okay just suplex me onto it then.
1: Yeah, that was brutal. That was a good spot though.
0: That it was a good spot. It was just like now now a lot of these sense- these make sense. Like there were points where, like they were just around the ring chopping each other and I liked it. Yeah. It was just I, I guess for me not knowing about her being uh not a ring general, I guess the word is just like it helped this match for me because I was like, okay, I get this match. I get what you're going for here. Mhm. There was uh when she she put Pagano through a door on the outside with a torneo, which I thought was great.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Pagano actually won this mm-hmm. uh, with the springboard code breaker, and the light tubes did not break because for some reason that they collected these light tubes were just they were I am the tabling this shit.
1: Yeah, a lot of that happened a lot during uh, uh, Bloodsport. There was a couple of matches where the the tubes just didn't. Like, you mean a planet death? Yeah, planet. I keep I keep mixing up Bloodsport and planet. Uh, death Oh, don't for some worry. It's but, but know, yeah, match, planet I, planet I, death. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. The light tubes just didn't.
0: Pacing issues aside, I thought these two did a good job, and that's mainly I. It's probably because I just like was like, okay, I, I I get the story going. But now that I know this, kind of takes a little bit away from the match. Not gonna yeah, lie. Like, I
1: don't know. It was like to me, it was like fine. I wasn't like that into it, and there was like some crazy spots, but it was it was it was okay.
0: Honestly, it felt like just these two were. It felt like these two were just actually fighting each other. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Like yeah, the, like a, like, a, like, a, like these two did a good job of feeling like these two were legit just stiffing, like just topping each other, and being like, "Fuck, I'm tired now." Mm-hmm. Oh, you're up? Time to beat this person up again. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's... is fine. Yeah, this is the part where the crowd definitely, like, went down a bit. mm mm-hmm. And then, holy fucking moly, the next match, this crowd fucking came alive. This is the tag team match. Laredo Kid, the Laredo Kid's team versus Gringo Loco's team.
1: Yeah, this one was, this, this match was good. This th- This match fucked. This match was this really match really fucked. good.
0: This, like, the crowd died a bit on that match because it was slow-paced and weirdly-paced, which... Again, we've went through that already. This match is where the crowd was like, "And we're back up, we're back up, and ready to go." I love this match. I'll be real. I fucking loved it. They all three, all three members of each team looked fantastic in this match. There were so many good spots between them that looked. It was just peak lucha shit, and I was all for it. There were so many good spots here. I thought abysmal was a new competitor I've never actually seen in one of these matches, and I was impressed with him. He has a really cool look to him, too. It's like some, uh... So he looks like a super villain, to be honest. Yeah, he does. He does. It was... Which fits very well in the Grinco Locos' team. Let's I see, agree. Yeah, there were... Oh, God, there were so many... Like, I literally could, like, sit here... Like, if it wasn't the fact that we nearing on, like, an hour and a half of this, I could sit here and talk about their offense all fucking day. There were just... Oh, my God. Let's see. which one that I can think of that's, like, the there was the fucking ridiculously awesome springboard head scissors from uh, ASF onto Gringo yeah which he then which ASF then followed up by tilt a whirling like from member to member of team Gringo Loco until he took Gringo down with another head scissors and i was like that fucked that was sick Horrus had a bunch of really good tornado DDTs on Gringo and Flamita, and then a fucking moonsault torneo which sounds wild when you think about it, onto a Gringo and Abismo, which was fantastic. Uh, let's see. There were let's see, there was the great spot where Gringo held Juarez, uh, Juarez I think is in a tombstone and Flamita kicked him in the face up so that Abismo could then slam him into the mat with Gringo. Like it's just there's just shit like that. So many good fucking spots. Gringo Loco seemed one after they got ASF in an electric chair position on the top rope. They spun him around and then sat out, power bombed him, and picked up the win. Yeah. This
1: match was bonkers. That's just the best. There were so many I, crazy I, spots in this match. Uh, like, couldn't do it justice. Yeah. Uh, every, I think everyone came out looking like a million bucks. Uh, this match was... I think this match should have main evented
0: personally mm-hmm.
1: uh thought
0: this you thought I should have main
1: evented I think the sixth person should have main evented I think mm. uh Wagner Jr and Psycho uh, Clown was good it was a good main event it just felt weird it just felt weird to me like I get like I get that like it felt weird to me that just go with me on this it felt weird to me that a death match was the main event of a lucha show true true you I know what that. I mean like I like I get that Lucha isn't all just flippy shit, and it's it's a wider genre than we give it credit for, and they do a lot of stuff in lucha, and sometimes lucha gets extreme, like in the main event. Mm -hmm. But I think if we're really trying to show off the lucha style of wrestling, I think this six person should have main evented
0: because it was lucha to the core, right? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I think I'm inclined to agree a bit. The only reason why I am willing to think that they're willing to stick with Wagner and Psycho Clown. Is and we'll get into the match later. This is that this match had so much goddamn history to it that I did. Yeah. not realize. Yeah, this, yeah. This,
1: apparently, there was a really long and arduous story to the match. Uh, coming up in the middle. Don't event. worry.
0: I'll, I'll I'll go into that when we get into it. But uh, let's, let's But yeah, we do we before. do have one more match in
1: between first, which is Ar Fox versus Ninja Mac, which was uh very good. You know, it's Ar it was... Fox. It's Ninja Mac. Let it's, them go. They're going to be good. Uh, yeah.
0: I literally wrote like, it's basically the same vibe of Blake Christian versus AR Fox, but just with more flippy shit. Cause it's Lucha now. Exactly. It was very and good. Great, great spots. Uh, there was the AR Fox trifecta of cutters after he, uh, took a Fosbury flop from Mac. There was the running elbow from Mac that just destroyed Fox and sent him just, he just sent him to the outside. <laughs> Didn't even get his, there was that. There was all the spots that Fox you know him doing, like, skidding the cat, kissing his valet, skidding the cat back into the ring, and dropkicking mm. his opponent. Just peak Air Fox and Ninja Mac shit. Yeah, it was very solid. Air Fox won it after he dodged a Phoenix Splash from Mac and then crushed him with a 450.
1: Yeah, that was uh, really
0: good. It was a great match. Like, I can't even deny it. Like, Ninja Mac's another person that had a lot of really good matches this week. Especially his Bloodsport match. His Bloodsport match was fucking choice. Oh yeah, Ninja Mac and Bloodsport was very interesting. It was he had one of the best matches on that card, funnily enough. Like it was to quote Curtis, it was peak Tekken shit. It was like some Eddie Gordo shit when he killed you uh Yo-Yo with the fucking spinning roundhouse kick to the back of the neck. Yeah, that's like I mean, who hasn't seen that gif in the
1: wrestling world and it was absolutely bananas? Love that. Like were you trying to kill
0: gun. him? Evidently, yes.
1: Poor <laughs> YoYo. <laughs>
0: I literally had my brother watch. He's like picture perfect, foot to back of neck into floor. <laughs> like, like
1: God, like Goddamn uh, Ninja, Goddamn Ninja back. Uh, L- Yo-Ya had more matches this weekend. Relax. Bro, I,
0: I, I I I literally have watched so many Jignai and yo matches, and I like them both a lot. But neither one of them have won any of their matches I've seen. Yeah. And I'm like, why do they always lose? And like Chris said, one of these days I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna just not watch a match with the two of them, and they're going to win okay. it on that match. Yup. I'm going to be like, motherfucker. Yeah, alright. Main, uh, main event time. Main event time. Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. The TLDR of this is that Dr. Wagner and Psycho Clown were basically 9-0 and each in a mask versus mask or mask versus hair match. Until these two decide to challenge each other and Psycho Clown won and took Dr. Wagner's mask. So he they do not like each other on principle here, because you know in lucha world you take someone's mask. It's like the greatest disrespect you could do to them. Yep. Uh, side note: I think I wrote here is that <laughs> I, I like how every time a luchador just takes their mask off, they're just weirdly handsome every fucking time. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like Doctor Wagner, I was like, "It's a good-looking guy," but uh, this match, I have to say, was good, but it went to great because of the crowd. Yeah, the I don't crowd know how the hot. crowd after all these matches was still hot that for this match they played so well into Wagner and Clown who ate this shit up like it was breakfast dude <laughs> like Wagner was such a cocksucker for this entire match flipping the crowd off yelling at them in Spanish Psycho Clown's a great face the kids that were there loved him he really did a good job of playing like the valiant baby face against the shithead like old school heel uh, I just, I really liked it. These two had some interesting, the the broom spot was interesting. I wasn't expecting them to bring out a fucking broom, if I'm gonna be honest, Mikey.
1: Yeah, yeah, broom, uh, a broom to clean up the show. Yep.
0: Just, uh, <laughs> bent in half for a spot. Uh, or the fucking trash can, like the legit trash can that Psycho Clown just found. Yeah, that was funny. There was, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, what is it, uh, Psycho Clown? There was a point where he lost his mind and he just started whipping the shit out of fucking Wagner, the ref, and, like, a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, like, his name is Psycho Clown. He is a psychopath. just he just, man, yeah, he just he started
1: beating up everybody.
0: There was a great tornado, uh, DDT that was assisted by the ropes by Wagner. There was the spot where Psycho Clown drove a chair, like, horizontally first into Wagner's dick with another chair with a golf swing. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Uh, I just really liked this match. I think the crowd just really, like, elevated it for me. I don't know. And, uh, the ending of this match was, I mean, it was a very classic spot, but, uh, I think it works because of the fact of the history of this match. I liked it more, which is, uh, Wagner kicked Psycho in the dick, ripped his mask off, and rolled him up for the win.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a great way to end this match. It played into the story, and it made a lot of sense.
0: I really, really like this match. And I also like how after this match, they fu- Wagner fucking challenged Psychosis to a re... Or Psycho Clown, sorry. Mm-hmm. To a rematch for in a mask versus hair match. Because basically, TLDR it. Fuck you, dude. You took my mask and I haven't been able to get my shit back. I want my revenge on you. Fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Yes, I will watch that. Yeah, overall. World on Lucha fucked really hard.
1: Yeah, really good show. All all in all.
0: Really good show. Like if there's any match for the collective that I'd recommend it, it's this one. What are we what are we giving uh World on Lucha? Uh oh yeah, wait, did we give uh did we give just Spring Break anything? We gave Spring Break a high met. I thought. High met. yeah, 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 we did. Uh World on Lucha, I'd give it a mark out, honestly. I agree. This was a really like, good show. That's like was one of my favorites one... of the weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it pretty much, like, there was... The only dip in the match was Sadako and Pagano because of the weird pacing. And I, yeah. that... Mikey and I have already gone through why that was the case. Thank you, uh, Lauren and <laughs> Sean, Sean for that, because I would never have even realized that. I yeah. would have just thought it's just because it's a death match, so they're just being slow-paced because it's a fucking death match. That shit hurts.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I think... Like, I think I agree. It's a markout level card. I think this was a very... I think all the matches were solid, and everything delivered pretty...
0: World Pretty on Lucha well. fucking delivered.
1: Yeah, definitely go check it out if you haven't already. Or if you you should it's definitely worth the, the what is it like twelve bucks it is yep. to buy it on fight? Like go go check it out. You des- mm-hmm. it's really good. Alright, well we Absolutely. have Absolutely We have one more show to go through today. Uh and that, of course, is Effie's Big Game Brunch. Can we talk about right off the bat how Effie fought Minoru Suzuki and then at Effie fought Minoru Suzuki the night before this and then woke up at 11 to run a wrestling no sorry woke up to run a wrestling show that started at
0: 11 o'clock Effie is a work horse when it comes to this type of shit especially after like that live streamed event that the GCW had during the pandemic where he was up for like uh, thirty something hours straight, yeah. Yeah, that that right there, that was where I was like, Yeah, Effie's a trooper. Effie's the type of guy who's like, you need him to be somewhere, he can do it. Yeah. I mean, but we already kind of knew this. Like, so.
1: what kind of a psychopath is like, alright, so I'm gonna fight I'm gonna be fighting Minoru Suzuki late at night. You know what I wanna do tomorrow? Wake up fucking early and run a wrestling show. Like, dude. <laughs> fucking sleep <laughs> like you just fought murder grandpa, maybe sleep it off, Jesus.
0: Nah, there's no there is no
1: rest for the weary here. No, not even a little bit. Um anyway, this car uh like 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 right after the Suzuki match, he he what looked right at the camera and he was like he was like he was like don't he was like get up early tomorrow. It's time for brunch. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh man. So let's go over this card really quick. We got uh yeah. Uh Jay Vidal uh Jay Vidal taking on Carlos Romo, uh Max the Impaler versus vs. the Surreal, Ki- Jordan Blade, Kid Bandit, Shea Purser, Ricky- Rico Gonzalez, Killian McMurphy, Silvio Milano, and the Whisper in a scramble match. Uh Kaida Murray versus Bill uh fucking Bill Dixon. A du- a four way tag match between Pretty and Pink, uh AC Mack and Ashton Starr, Brooke Valentine and Devin- uh Devon Monroe, and MSP. Uh, which is a- a- State Posse, Aiden Agro, and Danger Kid. Uh, Dark Sheik taking on Paro, Alley Catch uh, versus Dirty Dango, and of course Pimpinella Escarlata versus Effie. Um, this card was also really fun.
0: It was a very fun card. Uh, uh, like I said way back at Spring Break, uh, if the if Fay Jackson sweatpants battle royals uh, horniness really uh it transitioned into this card too.
1: Yeah, I agree. This card was this card was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Was it was fun though.
0: It I, was. It was a very fun time. It
1: was just like it for me. It was like a nice little like breath of fresh air after like watching a lot of like I, I guess I guess I can't because it was we saw the greatest cluster but like mostly serious wrestling. You know? Yeah. That yeah, there's this a lot of, that like, like blood
0: feuds like
1: yeah, yeah like a lot of blood feuds, a lot of like crazy like hardcore like people just like making each other bleed, and then it's like. Yeah, this was this. Don't get me wrong. This was serious wrestling, but it had more of a a fun light to it. You know, it had more of it had more energy. It had more of like uh, we're here to wrestle, and this show's gonna fucking rule, right? I don't yeah. know. It had, mm-hmm. it, yeah, had it had more of a little like it had more of a punch to it. I feel like it had it had yeah. a, a very fun energy that I enjoyed.
0: Yes, the big gay brunches are always a fun vibe. Always. Yeah, I, like, yeah, it the, was it was just solid. And then they have every once in a while they sprinkle in like a really like hard hitting match that's mm-hmm. just like I don't know where that came in but I love it. Yeah, we got a
1: couple. We did. We we did get a couple of those. We did get a couple of very uh, heavy hitting, uh, hard like these people are gonna kill each other wrestling matches, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, like right. we
1: like we had, yeah. Let's so let's go through this card really quick. We had we're on the
0: home stretch. Let's get this shit.
1: Jay Vidal and Carlos Romo. Solid solid opening match. Uh, nothing yeah. nothing really at. Bananas here. Nothing really uh, out of the ordinary. It was just a good wrestling match, I think, altogether. It was, like, fine.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Like It was a good opener, is what I put down.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Nothing really super noteworthy about it.
0: Yeah, it was was literally just a solid opener.
1: Yeah. Edith Surreal, Max the Impaler. This match was way earlier in the card than I expected.
0: Yeah. I came out of this match... I, I was surprised with you that this match is early, like you just said. But I also came out of this going, like, why do I feel like Edith did nothing that match?
1: Because it you felt I mean? cause it felt like Max Max was just shaking off all of
0: Edith's offense, right? It like felt like like a not a lot happened for me, and I was like, "That's a shame."
1: Yeah, and then and I like a lot of people were like a lot of people I a lot of people liked the ending of Max just like choke slamming Edith through a door on the outside and it being a count out, like cause it, it, it was it, a lot of people were saying it made Max look like a badass. It was like, yeah, she, it did. Yeah, they just destroyed Edith, right? But, like, yeah. I don't know, to me, I don't know, I, I, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted, like, a, a real, I, I, a real ending, you know? Like, I wanted these two, yeah, I feel like, that. it's, like, this isn't just, this is, like, this isn't just some jobber, it's Edith fucking Surreal, right? Like, yeah.
0: I don't know, I wanted, I wanted more
1: out of it, I exactly,
0: guess. Exactly, yeah. Like, I will agree, like, I thought that uh, Max kicking out of the melon baller was a, was great, because. Agreed, uh, I wh- think was, that was a was... good call. That was a good call, and Max slamming Edith through the door, uh, and then beating the shit af- out of her after the match was good to make it like a monster, but make them look like a monster. Sorry, but like I said, like this is Edith is fucking surreal, and they every they got like a couple comebacks, and then Max just flattened them.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: basically. And I was a little sad about that. Not gonna lie, but granted, that's probably because you and I are big Edith surreal fans. So
1: yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't, yeah, but I, like, this match was, like, good, but, like, I wanted more from more. it. Like, I know yep. that it, it's, exactly. it sucks, because I know both of these, like, I know Max, and I know Edith, like, I've we've seen Max matches, we've seen Edith matches, me and you both know both of these, both of these two wrestlers can, can go, right? Yeah. And I would have, oh, yeah, I would have liked to see them both go, but it felt like if it, Fell a little flat for me this match, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. It's, uh... Eh, okay. I'm glad to see it wasn't just me with that, where I was like... Anywho. Uh... Moving ne- on yeah, from that. Next
1: up, we got a, a a scramble match. Jordan Blade, Kid Bandit, Shea Purser, Rico Gonzalez, Killian McMurphy, Silvio Milano, and the and surprise entrant, The Whisper.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is my first Kid Bandit match. Kid, and uh, Kid Bandit's good. I, I love them already. They came out of the curtain and they started writing every contestant's name down in the death note they came out with. And I was like, I didn't even asleep. notice that. And I fucking love it. <laughs> I didn't even realize I they did it. that. That's awesome. Yeah, the whole time. Like, they were just looking at each person, and just writing their name down. I'm like, oh, my God, you're writing their name down in the death note. I'm like, fantastic. Literally the best. <laughs> I already like you and I haven't even seen you wrestle yet. I liked, this is a, This is, like, good. Like, this is a fun scramble match that I think benefited because a lot of the people in this match had very strong personalities. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. This was, uh, I think, I mean, yeah. That it, it was a, I think that's why scramble matches are so fun. Because scramble mm-hmm. matches are the place for people with a lot of strong personality to just, like, clash, right?
0: Yeah. It was very nice. Like, seeing, uh, let's see, there were plenty of spots here that I could go through mm-hmm that uh let's see let's pick one of these uh <laughs> oh god i i want to talk more about bandits bandit spot had a spot where they did the you can't Simp me which fucking that made me laugh quite a bit
1: yeah and they did like the, the maki ito like salute fall into yeah. like the elbow drop
0: yeah that was a good one uh blade and uh milano had a really nice spot where they like just powered off everybody when they tried to jump them at the beginning which mm-hmm. i thought was a good way to show them off gonzalez had a wild-looking moonsault off the ring post onto everybody, which I was like, alright, yeah, just just jump off the fucking ring post, why not? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, McMurphy had a good lariat, the white bandit out. It was a good match. Like, I just really, I came out going, like, I would be fine watching a match from any of those people again.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was, it was solid, and I would love to see, uh, the rest of the, the rest of, like, uh, the rest of the people in this scramble in their own matches, for sure. Mm
0: Mm-hmm ironically enough uh blade ended up choking bandit out when they missed the phoenix splash for the win which yeah i guess the death note uh not now maybe at a later date
1: yeah it'll work eventually i'm sure at a later
0: date it will happen i would love
1: i would love for kid bandit to fight everyone in this in this match individually and win and then just like hold up the death note and be like i told you that
0: would be amazing long-term booking that would be incredible (laughs) I would love that. All right, next
1: up, we got Keita Murray versus Bill Dixon. This match was a slobber knocker.
0: Yeah, Keita Murray, Bill Dixon. I, I just have written down a very, a slow but hard-hitting match. Like, yeah.
1: This match was an absolute slobber knocker. These two uh, just went for it. And I apparently there's some history between these two.
0: Yes. Yes, there is. Um, I, if I recall correctly, uh, Bill and Keita... Or like I think it's, like, he basically seem like he's the baddest, like, he is the baddest bitch on the block, basically. Uh-huh. But Bill is like, no, that's me. Fuck off. Yeah. And, uh, uh this is basically him trying to show Bill that, like, yeah, no, I'm better than you, basically. I At mean, least that's what I got out of it.
1: I mean, he won the match, so.
0: <laughs> he did. After he low-blowed him. <laughs> yeah double under DDt smashed his leg with a chair locked the figure forward and forced the tap which was fucking brutal yeah it was
1: yeah it was it was a very it was Ooh. a pretty brutal matchup uh i I think it was it this was one i think this was one of those three matches on this card that was like wow this one they went hard right Oh, like yeah, like in. bill
0: bill fucked Murray up a couple times here like he there was the one one where he threw Murray into the top row and they just fell onto the ring, and then they went out after them and chopped the shit out of them mm-hmm. and suplexed him onto the concrete. And I was like, that fucking sucks. That's just concrete.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, there's nothing there, man.
0: They did a good job. Like, they, these two did a real good job with each other.
1: I agree. It was a solid, and, a solid matchup, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Mm. Yeah, like wow. I said, like they, like, least, like you said, there's always like that one or two, like, Harding matches just sprinkled in the brunches that's just like, oh shit, we're oh, doing this now.
1: Yeah. Oh shit,
0: y'all are fighting. Late. Like. I, I think the last time that we did this, when we did uh, brunch. I think it was JD Drake versus. I'm forgetting his name right now. Who's the cult? Uh, who's the uh, the leader of the the cult? Um, uh, enjoy wrestling's champion right now. Uh, oh, MV Young. MV Young. It was JD Drake. Young was the one where I was like, this match is just a fucking slobber knocker in the middle of the in the middle of this card. Mm-hmm. Just there,
1: yeah. It, that was great. It was, it was great.
0: Um, mm-hmm. so let's get into the uh, the scramble match with the tag teams. Yeah, this was a four way tag or team match. Gauntlet, with... kind
1: of. It was, yeah, it was kind of a gauntlet match, wasn't it? Because they kind of entered it like different times.
0: Yeah. So we start off with uh, Mac and Star against Main State Posse, mm-hmm. Aiden Agro and Danger Kid. I loved how they started having a dance party in the middle of the match and Ashen's on the fucking apron he's like, the fuck are we doing?
1: It's our wrestling match. What's happening?
0: Audibly got a laugh out of me. Yeah. Uh, The star and... The thing of the way way this match works is that each... You can't pin anyone until every team is in the ring. Mm -hmm. Which I found is funny because everyone who came into this ring kept trying to pin the other one. And the ref was like, come on! (laughs) I'm just like, duh, someone didn't read the fucking itinerary today of what the Met rules were. Yeah. So that was good. Danger Kid chopped Mac in the dick when he was in the middle (laughs) rope, which I thought was hilarious. Got him. Mm -hmm. Next up, after that was uh, Pretty and Pink. Or Petty and Pink, sorry. Petty and Pink, yeah, my bad. Monroe and Perry. Uh, They brawled on the outside. Star and Mac had two huge running kicks on the other teams. Uh, yeah, Star and Mac really were, like, like the, the standout team here for me because they actually, like, worked really well together for a team that's not, like, an established team. Yeah. Oh, no, never mind. It was Monroe and Perry for second. I fucked that up. <laughs> no worries. Monroe, Perry. Then after that, it was P- Petty and Pink. And McQueen and Kenzie cleared the ring. mm mm-hmm. the, They threw everyone into a pile so Kenzie could jump off the top and take everyone out. Then they got super kicked in the face by every team in the match. Yeah, which was <laughs> very payback. good. Very nice. Uh I'll say it again, like I said, last time I saw Devon Monroe uh Devon um, last time I saw McQueen fight, I love McQueen's personality in the ring. Yeah. I really do. Very yeah.
1: good. Dylan McQueen is a great 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 showman in the ring for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, there was a. Li- oh, now I'm remembering now. If you get pinned, when everyone's in the ring, you get eliminated from the match.
1: Yeah, it was an eliminate. It was a weird. It was like elimination style match. So it ended up being. Uh,
0: what were the final two teams? It was Petty and Pink, and I. Th- Star think- and Mac uh, hit the uh, the scissor axe kick, scissor me timbers, and the pedigree on Rowan Kid. So it was then it was Star and Mac versus Petty and Pink. I believe.
1: Yes, it- I I believe you're right.
0: Uh, let me see, I'm trying to get it right, I just realized, wait a second, what happened to some of these teams in this, I must have missed some eliminations here.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it kinda got, it kinda got a little, uh, things got a little yeah.
0: lost. cause I remember after this elimination with my own kid,
1: a couple so, uh, A couple of the eliminations
0: happened fast. Yeah, cause Star then scissor kicked Dixon in the back then and said, get the fuck out of here, bitch, mm-hmm. and Kenzie booted him in the gut. Or they, they got booted in the gut by Star, but then Star went for the axe kick again, and Kenzie kicked him in the dick mid-scissor kick, which is great, yep. and did the package pile driver, and then they won, and I remember going like, wait, what the fuck, you won? Yeah, me I only too, I saw one elimination, though.
1: Yeah, once the match ended, I was like, oh, I guess the other teams also got eliminated. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> Whatever. I was, that, that did confuse, okay, I'm glad I was the one, where I was like, I remember being, even the commentary was like, wait, oh, that's the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I think i think I we, we we missed a couple
1: but you're i think I think you're right on that
0: either we missed a couple or something happened that the other teams just didn't could not compete
1: yeah i don't know i i guess i i don't know it's fine i don't know it it turned out to be fine, and it the match ended up being good anyway i think
0: yeah mhm uh greed
1: and uh yeah, Petty and pink came out with the victory uh and ended up winning them winning this match in a uh yeah. a, a neat fashion and it ended up being solid. The next mm-hmm. match coming up, of course, we got Dark Sheik taking on Paro.
0: David and Goliath of a match if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. Big uh, time. The table, I remember, the first thing I remember is that the table no-sold, no-sold it when Paro threw Sheik into it. As per usual. I was like, fuck you, table. GCW doors, they refuse to break constantly. Always. Uh, There was the nasty torture act by Paro that he ended up by just tossing Sheik off his back, mm-hmm. which is nasty. Yep. As I just said, uh, there was Sheik's comeback thanks to a Johnny Cage nut punch, which I will never not love when she does it. Oh yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. The running slice bread, pop up double stomp, and leg drop from the top. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a Sheik's got uh, her bread and butter as it is. Hey. Hey. You fucking slice bread, baby. There was one where Paro then caught Sheik in mid-air when she tried to spin and kick him from the top rope, and he just threw her across the ring. Mm-hmm. Threw her into the ref, and Poyo Del Mar, who came out with Sheik yep. as the, as her manager, which I was like, oh, that's a thing now. Okay. That was cool. And then, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot. He threw Sheik into the ref and Poyo, because Poyo was on the rope and was talking shit to Paro and the ref. Yeah. And- and the po- rapid
1: Poyo went through the table on the outside.
0: Yeah, Poyo got <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> that big, was a good big spot, Big props though. to Poyo
1: Damar for just taking, just getting destroyed.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. And so then Paro's like, "Well, I'm just gonna keep powering the fuck out of Sheik. Mm-hmm. to send a message to Effie, I assume, because he stared right down at the camera. And I think said Effie's name. He and said then-
1: no. He, what he did was he he said." He kept power bombing he kept parrow bombing um ah, a she Sheik. Power bomb. He kept parrow bombing Sheik over and over and over again. And then he and after the ref was down, uh uh Paro looked right into the camera and he went he went, Effie, send a ref out or she dies.
0: Oh yeah. Or or he was
1: like, send a ref out or I'll fucking kill her.
0: Something like that, you I know. Think that was, I think that was a yeah. And then out of nowhere, in the middle of the Sheik rolled up Paro and Effie <laughs> With With a a restaurant restaurant. now. Sprints out the back. One, two, three. (laughs) Leaves. So, so good. And, and Paro looks beside himself, and Sheik's like, hey, "Fuck you, bitch! Get she out, Sheik
1: She gets up winning. Oh my god, what a what a great ending to this match! Of Paro being like, Effie, send a ref out, or I'll fucking kill her." And Effie's like, "You want a ref? I'll give you a ref. It's
0: me, bitch." I thought this match up until this point was like it was a solid match, and then that ending, I was like, "All right, this match is great." Because yeah. Effie and Paro have had. A long feud with each other mm-hmm. through many brunches that we've been through. Yeah. Paro's been and showing up and kind of like trying to ruin it. I think they've had a, a last man standing match, I think, before with each other. Have they? Interesting. I think because someone put out a. This is. A, cause I was looking at Effie's Twitter. Uh, and they put out a thing where uh, they were like, remember when Paro and Effie had that last daddy standing match? That was it. Oh, right. And yeah. Fear the gay agenda. So, like. It's just, I just liked, so I was like, ah, yeah. actual long-term booking between two people who just consistently have an issue with each other in, this, yeah. in these gay brunches. I'm like, good. Effie, hit, Effie hitting him with the fast count was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Pero and him haven't had a actual match on the brunch yet. Yeah. Effie's me, commentated me, it. He's now too. been the ref. He's come out after the match, but he's never actually had the match with him. Hmm That maybe it'll be later. Man, we'll see. We'll see. I would love to see it, though. I would, too. They uh, make a match.
1: Yeah, that, that I think again that ending was really good and I think it really served this match well, and it was uh mm-hmm. great to see um Sheik get a win, especially after mm-hmm. like a a match in kind of similar fashion with uh and, and Max ended in a completely opposite way. Yeah. Um I oh. think it I think it was nice to see Sheik get the, the David and Goliath victory.
0: Mm-hmm. Very much a fan of this of that ending. So uh let's get into oh man. If you thought Ali catch was Mickey James's horny energy, this match will give you a fucking run for his money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like every point, like you
0: know, like this is what I when I said that the gay brunch had a lot of horny energy, I was mainly talking about this match because this match was just
1: Yeah just this, horny. This, this match, match it was just This fun. match was
0: bonk, go to horny jail. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just there was there they there was parts where they had dueling la- uh, dirty dango and catch had dueling lap dances. Uh, yeah. Literally to start this match, Dango stole uh Ally's <laughs> the 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 panties that she took off yep. of her wrestling gear.
0: Stole that. He at uh, one point gyrated in Allie's face after mounting a puncher in the corner and then she humped him in the face several times until he threw to the outside. I was like, "Okay, then Dango just randomly decided to chop her and, not really chop her, he chopped and he chopped the ring post, which fucking looked like it hurt a lot. <laughs> you know,
1: I never, I never thought about how
0: much that spot must suck
1: until I, like, saw oh, it happen. Dude. Until I, like, I saw, like, a post on, I saw, like, somebody comment on, like, uh, a, a, like a Reddit post of, like, a GIF of it, and they were like, I'd never want to take that spot, man. My hand wouldn't stop hurting for days, and I was like, yeah, they're just, like... Voluntarily, like smacking a giant metal pole really hard, huh?
0: Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you you know what's gonna happen too. Like, you see the pole, you're like, "Well, time for my hand to hurt for the rest of the day." Like, they're just kind of just doing that, and that's like, "Ouch!"
1: Like, that must suck. That must Mm -hmm. suck
0: to do. This match also was funny to me because Fandango was just in this ring and like would try to like be like, "Stop! No, we're not doing this horny this horny fight thing. We're not doing this." And Ali was like, You started this, man. Yeah. this. You, listen, you did this. You did this. And it was hilarious because the crowd would like try to egg Ali on. And he'd be like, Stop it. Yep. Fucking stop. <laughs> which is funny. He was a very good straight man in this match.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was very, uh, very uh,
0: solid. Oh, yeah. I remember. Uh, I forgot. There's the one where Ali d- grabbed his dick and Atomic dropped him dick first on the back of a chair. Which was also <laughs> very funny. Mm-hmm. And then there was the finish where Dango missed the leg drop and then Allie hit him with one of his own, and he tried to appeal this, so he tried to appeal that Catch's sweeter side and be like, just leave with me. We can just leave the match together. Mm-hmm. And, but as he stepped through the ropes, she spiked him into the mat with a fucking heat-seeker pile driver and won.
1: Isn't it weird how... Isn't, isn't it weird how, uh... Allie Catch and her ex-boyfriend have the same finisher? Oh, my... Wait. What? <laughs> yeah, you... Uh, her and MJF dated. For a while.
0: They dated the yeah. fuck. Yeah, for a little while. This is news
1: to me. Yeah, and, and I just thought it was funny that they both did the heat seeker, but like
0: hilarious. but... Yeah. I just I just got hit with that out of nowhere. Uh,
1: okay, yeah. then. Yeah, that was a that was the thing that happened for a little while because there was like a there was like a tweet about it. I like, MJF cut a promo at some point in AEW, and Ali Catch made a comment about it, and like the. The comment was about I don't know it I gotta go back and find it but I'll 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 send it to you but it was I just thought it was funny that's all but yeah this I think this match was good Ally Catch finally gets a fucking dub <laughs> in mm-hmm. GCW uh she she finally gets a dub on like a big show like after seeing losses on like Hammerstein and like Spring Break right she mm-hmm. her getting the win over Dirty Dango here was felt good finally yeah finally. And then, this match.
0: Uh, this match was good. good. It was solid. Yeah. It's good. They le- they very much leaned to the horniness of this match, but I mean, if you're gonna go one, if you're gonna go, you guys will just fucking commit to it. That's sure.
1: I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and I
0: always say, commit to
1: the bit. Commit to the bit. Just go in. If you commit to it, people it, it like, you just gotta commit. If you if you give up on it, it's gonna be worse. We gotta finish it out with Pimp- uh, Pimpinella Escarlata versus Effie. Pimpinella Escarlata, a uh, huge name in the uh, the gay wrestling scene. Uh, taking on Effie, another huge name in the gay wrestling scene, in the main event.
0: Uh, and it was. I thought this match was great. It, it was exactly what it needed to be. Very much a fun match. There wasn't a lot of wrestling involved with this match, but it was, like I said, it was what this match. It was a very. It's a feel good ending to this pay per view, to this card, if yeah. I were to put it.
1: Yeah, it, it was exactly what it needed to be, and it was just solid. Uh, it was fun. F, Effie did a bunch of. F, like. Effie and Pimpinella did a bunch of funny bits back and forth where they were just like, you know, biting each other's nipples and doing nipple just just a, just being themselves, and it was nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was uh, it was good. I there, <laughs> Pimpinella really like had a they they felt like they had a very good time for this match.
1: Yeah, Pimpinella is just funny. I think like, Pimpinella yelling,
0: good. yelling musica and then Spanish music playing. Yeah. Them dancing around the ring. I was not expecting uh, Escalada to bite Effie's crotch and his bare ass. That was so funny. I was like, what? God, that was so good. Effie was just like, yes, bite my dick and my ass. Yeah, I mean, like, again, why not? Like you said, you gotta commit. Then there was the ending of this, which I thought was very funny. (laughs) It was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. They got into the chop fight. Escalada tried to kiss Effie, but but kissed the ref instead. <sighs> Effie tried to kick Escalada, but booted the ref instead. And after all of that, Escalada oh, that re- rolled him up for the whip
1: That referee, by the way, uh, had, I I tweeted about I tweeted about that kick on the Indie Waters Twitter, and we actually got a reply from that referee who took we that who, who took that that kick to the face. Oh my god! Um, hold on, let me find it really quick. Oh, so yeah. I I tweeted when it happened. I tweeted the ref. The ref absolutely ate that kick. Holy moly! Yeah. Yeah, and then and then a few days later, like four days after the big gay brunch, we got. I have a, a tweet reply from referee Jesse Fields says still <laughs> still feeling it days later. <laughs>
0: And yeah, I said, we, I ho- I like, said, we hope ooh. you recover
1: well and that the soreness wears off. Thank you for being brave and taking that kick. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when he took that, I was like, ooh, that was a fucking kick to the face. Yeah, no, there was, he, like, that, like, you, you watched that and you were like, oh, man, he didn't have, like, he didn't have time to get his hands up if he just, like, full sent that kick. And it was just boot to face. Like, there was no, there was no hiding that one, man. He just, he just ate yeah. it. <laughs> I
0: was like, that oh, was... no! Yeah, it's like, holy fuck, dude. Like, but yeah. yeah, the match ends. Effie uh, does a very nice speech talking about how Pimpinella basically set the foundation for a lot of queer wrestling and, like, uh... I don't want to put this, uh... Say, we say Latino. for like uh, Wrestling promotions. They went through a lot of uh, trials and arches, but now we are here we are today where gay wrestling is being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically a, a legend... In the gay wrestling community, and a like, like I said, a very nice ending to this card. Of this is a fun card, to be honest.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. This card was a blast.
0: Like it was very fun to watch.
1: I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it felt like I said, I felt like a breath of fresh air after a lot of like hardcore death match wrestling and a hardcore uh, like you know just a weekend of just like a bunch of. I don't know. It it just felt like a bunch of hardcore wrestling, and this was just like a nice like.
0: Yeah, wrestling can like like, uh, it was
1: just a nice reminder that like wrestling wrestling doesn't always have to be bonkers serious or have like a super bloody mat or like have a bunch of super bloody matches or like need people taking like light tubes to the dome to be good, right? Wrestling can just be fun, and that's great, right? Like like wrestling can just be enjoyable and fun to watch, and just leave just leave a good feeling in your heart. And that's what Big Gay Brunch always does for me. It just is like, I always, that's why I always make it a point to watch it because I know for a fact that it's going to have that feeling of like, it's going to have, it's going to have that feel good. Uh, you're going to, you're going to get those feel that the, the good feels at the end of it. Right? Like, no matter what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. It's uh it was a nice, uh, for me, this is, uh, this wasn't my end of the collective. I watched Mission Pro after this. Uh, I'm gonna shamelessly plug in now. Fucking watch Mission Pro Wrestling's card. It was oh Banger- bangers too. only. Bangers only was fucking great. Was it? Watch was it, it? Was it only bangers? Only bangers. Very good. At least I, I had a great. Aptly time watching named. It. <laughs> aptly named. Support women's wrestling. Support gay wrestling. Support wrestling in general. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Go support your local indie scene. Wow. We uh hit. We hit the two-hour mark on this fucking episode. Goddamn! Yeah, long, long episode here. Um, Uh well, uh, if I think it'd be a good idea for us, to put timestamps maybe in the, uh, so that if people want to look at certain cards, they can look at certain cards. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, definitely do that.
1: You're the man. Um, yeah, this. So that's that was our review of the collective throughout this week. Of course, we had episodes uh on Wednesday and Friday as well. Uh, so you should go check out the other two episodes. One of one, the first on Wednesday, it was me, Sean, and Lauren, and we were talking, uh, BLP Norm and of course Planet Death. Uh, Zach, you also had an episode on fr- uh, on Friday. What what did you guys talk about over there?
0: We and who uh, and who me, were your guests? Me, Ashley, and Amanda talked from How to Take Friends at Wrestling. Talked about Glory Pro uh, Wrestling's uh card. Uh, me and Curtis are one of our newest members of the Out Network, though not the newest one now, <laughs> uh, talked about Bloodsport. We gushed over it. We literally speed ran through that card because how much we love that card. And then, finally, uh, hold on, uh, I almost forgot. How could I forget? Me and Ryan talked about For the Culture. hmm And it was, I had a great time talking with all of them. It was nice to uh, talk with Curtis for the first time. And uh also nice to get like a nice one on one with Ashley and Amanda because usually when I talk to them it's at happy hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was nice to get to talk everyone. Of course, Ryan, I've had plenty of talk times talk with Ryan <laughs> once. It's always a pleasure to talk with Ryan because he's a very uh he's got a very good mind when it comes to the wrestling business and thinking about stuff that I normally wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we, so we've had we've okay. had a lot of fun episodes this week. If you want to go see a bunch of more uh, reviews on the Collective weekend, of course, go check out those episodes throughout the week that we posted here on Indie Waters. And, of course, the rest of the Out Network has also been buzzing about the Collective, so go check out the other shows on the Out Network, such as Pure uh, with Sean Taggart, uh, Your Dose of Death with Lauren Rosenberg, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling with Ashley and Amanda, uh, Okada's Shorts with Curtis and Rafe, uh, Ryan Knightsey, of course. Ryan Knightsey and Scott, of course, have Ringpost Radio. Uh, man, we have so many, so many shows and so many cool articles here on the Countout Network, which you can find all uh, at countoutpod.com, or you can, of course, subscribe wherever you can find your podcast. And we would appreciate it if you give us five star rating over on uh Apple Podcast and Spotify. Uh, it would really help a growing podcast like ourselves get a, get our name out there a little bit more. Uh, and we would really appreciate it if you went to our store over at canopod. slash store and got some of our merch. We sell a bunch of different fun T shirts. We're selling an Indie Waters T shirt still, so go get yours today. Uh, you would—it's uh, a really cool shirt. I really like it. Of course, I'm biased because I designed it, but <laughs> I think you'll like it too. Uh, It—they're all I, I've, uh, from reviews from people who have worn the shirt. It is very soft and very breathable and a very good uh, fabric. So go get mm. those shirts now. On countoutpod. dot com slash store, and go follow us on social media. You can follow Indie Waters at Indie Waters on Twitter, and you can follow the Countout Network at Countout Pod on Twitter, and you can follow the Countout Pod also on Facebook, uh, uh, Countout Pod, Countout or Wrestling Podcast Network over on Facebook, and you can go subscribe to YouTube under the same name. Uh, I believe that's all my plugs. Oh, next week we're taking a break. By the I way. Was, I was listening. I was, and I was like, <laughs>
0: it's like, is he ever going to mention that we're taking the break? Next, next week?
1: <laughs> week, next week we're taking a break. Uh,
0: we've, we did, we put out three episodes this week. We're fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen the meme about, uh, the, uh, dad stop and it's like, it's wrestling time. That was me and Mikey this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was just like, but but Grandpa, I don't want to watch wrestling no more. Well, that's too damn bad. Mm,
0: yeah, or it could be the the meme of like, dear, it's time for your weekly independent wrestling show, and me and Mike just <sighs> like, yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> um, that that was that was me and him by the end of this weekend. Still a like, fun ass weekend. Great, yeah, still thing. great wrestling. God, am I tired? But yeah,
1: I'm beat. We watched a ton of wrestling uh, last oh. weekend, so we're just gonna take a short break uh, for next Ooh. week, and then we'll come back. Har- we'll come back hard. And we'll watch some some more. We'll get back to it uh, in the back regular the swing, of, swing things. of things, yeah. Uh, in uh, a couple
0: of weeks, that'll actually be a surprise episode until they read the description. Then, because we won't actually be able to give them a little sneak peek. Then, oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're going into that one blind. Very interesting. Uh, Unless that... they read the description, in which case they'll know. That's oh, fine. Don't worry
1: about it. Anyway, that is all for this week's episode of Independent Waters. That is all for our collective review. This is the uh, kickoff. This is the end of the collective reviews. Like we said before. Uh, see you all in a couple of weeks, but until then, uh, we have one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there.
0: So never stop exploring. has been a count out podcast.